Speaking of Biden, after seeing that clip you shared of George W. talking about Ukraine, about one man invading Ukraine, but he said Iraq and then kind of laughed at his own dumb flub. And then he said Iraq too. He goes, well, Iraq too. And I was like, talk about yourself, bro. What are you doing? He's like, I don't even care. You compare yourself to Putin, you moron. (laughs) But dude, I I just want to see a long form sit down chat between Bush and Biden. Because I feel like Bush would sit there making himself laugh at his dumb jokes and flubs. (laughs) And Biden would fall sound asleep. It would just oh, be yeah. one of the best. It'd be or he'd the be best. like, I have a thought and it's going to form a sentence. <laughs> and then he'll just go into the next sentence like it has nothing to do with what he just said. Oh, man. Have you ever listened or watched Kyle Dunnigan? Ye- yes, I've seen his like, I, I, I obviously seen I've seen him on Reno 911, but like yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, seen yeah. his Bill Maher impression, of course. Bill Maher was great. Yeah. And I remember when. Joe Rogan showed Bill Maher that impersonation. Bill was not. I don't get it. I don't get it. (laughs) I was like, dude, he got you spot on. Yeah. Um, But uh, but Bill Maher cannot is not comfortable poking uh, poking fun at himself. He is not. He's not like other comedians that way. But uh, Dunnigan does some great Biden, and and I've only seen a couple of his shorts. I have no idea if he does a full show or I don't know. I can't vouch for overall quality of his stuff. Everybody everybody has a podcast. He's a comedian, so he has a podcast, right? I I just yeah, I've never (laughs) seen like his full performances or whatever. But I know the short clips that I've seen, especially the ones of him doing Biden with that face swap, and he does a great Biden impersonation too. He's great. Interesting. Biden's a tough one to nail down. Even the SNL guy, I'm like, this is a struggle for you. He d- he does one where Biden and Ben Shapiro are talking. He does a great Ben Shapiro too. Shapiro, kinda, yeah, that's, he that's has a good a one to nail down. He talks real yeah. fast and like yeah, he na- talk real he fast. Here's the thing. Yeah. He, you know. he nails it, but then he does Biden. We are to really say that in this perfectly, case, <laughs> he perfectly gets the words wrong, and it just cracks me up, man. He's like, he's like, hey, hey, Benefer Shrimpo, it's me, Barack Ojeda. I mean. He can't run for another term, right? He's going to be like in his 90s. Like, it, it just can't. He just can't. The part can't. that got me is when he goes, he's talking, he goes, hey, hey, look, look, look. <laughs> <laughs> he just falls asleep like, as he leans it's in. It's going to be like um on Parks and Rec, the, the Newport guy in the wheelchair, right? It, where oh, he's just yeah, like yeah, basically yeah. dead. Like, <laughs> But he runs the company? Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then that, that uh, gold digging <sighs> chick, like marries him or whatever and he's yeah like, I, ha- I have a feeling biden's gonna have to run again because of electability concerns like are they gonna put somebody else at front are they, is there gonna be enough time for that i don't i think they're just gonna go the lazy route uh dude, like that party honestly, tends if to they do. prop him up like weekend at bernie's i might be more likely to vote for him <laughs> yeah because that's I would hilarious. a dead yeah. guy yeah that's hilarious uh he's got like puppet strings on like i would vote for that I think. <laughs> <laughs> he dances when certain music what is it I don't remember what the song is. Like he dances during certain music. Yeah. Yeah, just like that. Exactly. And then all of a sudden they just play an audio of him saying, like, I'm a pony boy soldier man or whatever his quote. <laughs> whatever his quote was. I malarkey. Oh, oh man. Oh man. Come on, man. Come, Come on. on. Man. That's malarkey. <laughs> is he not from the South? Because like he talks like he's from the South sometimes. Like I, with some I can't of his tell. expressions. He gives a lot of southernisms that are like no idea. No idea. I don't know, like malarkey and stuff. I'm like, who the hell says that? Except people in the <laughs> old, south. Old dudes, super old dudes. <laughs> Apparently, people that lived through the depression, guys. Well, I guess we're still <laughs> yeah. all I know. We're always is... gonna, we're in a perma depression now. That's that's what's so great about it. Listen, yeah, great. All I know yeah. is I am looking forward to the day, and it's been a while, where I'm not embarrassed about who our president is. So I'm looking yeah. forward to that day. Hopefully, it's coming well, soon. I mean. <laughs> We'll see. It's been a little while. It's been a while, so, yeah. I'm like trying to think back. I, I, I mean, wasn't. I wasn't. I didn't agree with everything Obama did, but I was not embarrassed of him. 
I thought he no, would. No, I was like, hey, if you want to go to like China and talk to that guy, that's fine. That's fine. <laughs> I'm not concerned you're going to start Obama's a Obama's a great talker. That guy's real good with the words. He was, a, he was I, I described him to someone who was going off about how much they didn't like him. I was like, yeah, but you have to admit, he's very charming and he was a great statesman, one of the better statesmen we've yeah. had as a president in like recent Diplomat, yeah. Diplomat, statesman, spokesperson. Very well spoken, yeah. Very human seeming. You know, I'm not saying that he right. isn't one of the elites or whatever people want to say, but he just seemed more human than. Yeah, any of the rest of them, honestly. But anyway, whatever. He seemed Guys... down to make fun of himself, and I, I always appreciate yes. when presidents can punch down to themselves. Yes, right. Um, I mean, he always I think, went I over with like the, ang- that, but the anger was... translator thing yeah. with, Ke- with Keenan, Michael. Keenan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ugh, perfect. And when he started getting upset, quote unquote, in the script, and like, yeah, he's like, I'm tired of listening. He was getting mad, and like, and <laughs> Keenan was like, whoa, 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 calm down, calm down. <laughs> that was good. <laughs> Like he's good. actually got good timing. Like he, he, he does, yeah. Yeah. I, I know. I feel like Bush would be uh, well back then, uh, not now because he's old and it would be a tough time carrying a conversation with him. Uh, but uh, back then, I would have, you know, he's like a person you would have a beer with. Absolutely. Yeah. But not not in like it. You'd party with him for sure. Yeah. Not in like a let's talk about things that are important oh, type sure. of thing. Sure. Like I know back then people talked about how he was an idiot and he was embarrassing. But again, when you compare him to the last couple of experiences we've had yeah it's like boy i miss those days <laughs> i know um, oh, remember the, remember the most embarrassing thing we had going on was a mission accomplished banner that actually yeah. Yeah. wasn't remember that that was the, the only premature thing. mission accomplished banner it was like a month later or whatever. <laughs> oh man i still use that's why i use that that's one of my favorite gifts it's so good it's so good <laughs> oh politics <laughs> see i feel like more people are kind of like our conversation here, kind of making fun of everything, admiring objectively things that are like, yeah, this is actually good, but that is not what you see portrayed. So anyway, that is uh, that is a topic I'm going to get off of because no one wants to hear our take on this. But what we didn't record at the beginning was that we came up with a great plan for uh, ending this Russia-Ukraine conflict. Mm. Um, I believe... Just like in the game of risk, when you move all your units down into a country to invade it, you leave yourself wide open for attack. All that all that we have to do is take our troops up through Alaska and across that little connection from Alaska sure. to... Yep, yep. Uh, Car- yeah, there's Car- an island right there in between them. What's that one called? Like Car- a really, really Car- tiny it's, island. it's the one that uh, Sarah Palin can see from her backyard. It's that little, right. yeah. it's that, <laughs> it's that little spot back there. You just take your troops over there and they won't see it coming. They'll have yeah. one troop per per area and, well and i know they, it's like a meme or it's fun well back then it, memes weren't a thing but uh it was like a punchline or whatever it was a butt of the joke but i mean some people can't actually see russia from alaska oh yeah, no, <laughs> yeah it's kind of crazy yeah. <laughs> yes that, there's no saying that that can't happen because they're they are they are connected but for her to be like we're keeping an eye on them like no shut up <laughs> With what your telescopes? I don't. They're all congregating <laughs> right there, like in that one spot. <laughs> She's out there with her rifle on. The... Snipers on the beach. On the beach. I don't know what kind of beach Alaska has. But... Oh man. <laughs> By the way, my wife and I started watching a little bit of Deadliest Catch, just kind of as a on in the background type show because it's on. Yeah. I forget which channel, which service it's on. Travel, maybe. The, which I think means it's on Discovery. The Discovery. Oh yeah, that's Discovery Plus. Right. Discovery Plus. Um. So anyway, we started watching part of that, and I'm pretty sure that mostly takes at least the first season. I don't know if it continues. I think it takes place up in one of those islands off of Alaska. Mm. I forget what they're called, but they're like 
I mean, it looks miserable. Well, up yeah, there. there is there it is an Alaska. Miserable. I watched a, a TikTok that was like, did you know there's a uh, there's an island between Alaska and Russia? And it's like right there. And it's like a population of like, I don't know, 10 or something. There's like <laughs> nobody that lives there. Ten. It, but like, yeah, it's just like a midway point from Alaska to Russia, right. which is kind of crazy. And like, uh, yeah. it's it's a bigger town than that. But, it, but it's still kind of interesting. And I think it's part of Alaska. I think it's considered part of the United States. I mean, to be able to see, literally, you can see another continent like just looks so crazy off. it's yeah it's it's yeah it's that wacky, is pretty crazy man. Yeah. it's when it um, was pangea guys it used to se- be pangea and then it separated oh right? science corner with that? dan yeah science yeah science. is that what the cavemen called it <laughs> yes. Pangea. is that how long ago that was <laughs> that was actually when the earth was flat so the the yeah. land was no never mind <laughs> Look at this guy, he's from Pangea. Um, <laughs> Freaking Pangeans. Oh. So I have no interest in visiting some of those what look to be like miserably cold kind of fishing towns that don't, like it looks horrible yeah. up there to me. Yeah. But there are islands I think would be great to visit that are not your typical like tropical experiences, like the Faroe Islands. The pictures I've seen look amazing. Where, where is that? Mm. So it's over, I, th- I don't remember which direction, but it's in the Iceland area. Oh, oh, sure. Yeah, yeah. So it's like it's like west, northwest. It, it kind of looks a little. Every time I see images of Iceland, I'm like, oh, it looks like Seattle or something. Because like, um, except there's more fishing, obviously. But obviously in terms of like weather, the, I just see clouds. You have the volcanoes. Yeah, you have the volcanoes, but it's so green and it just looks yeah. really. Looks Renee's really cool. um, Renee's brother a few years ago with his wife went to Iceland and he said it was super super awesome. Yeah. Um, and like the um, what is it the uh, the hot springs? That's what I was trying to think of. The hot yeah. springs there are super cool. I'm pretty sure they like have those. potentially active volcanoes and they have right, like, alarms right. that go off mm-hmm. if, if there's yeah. about to be an eruption. Like they actually they actually use life. that um, to their advantage with the roads to like heat up the roads so the oh. snow and ice don't kind of just linger. Like super smart, right? Like just kind of have the hot water just Dude, you have to adapt when you're around road. crap yeah. like that. Yeah, that's pretty smart. Yeah. I uh, the yeah. islands, whatever islands you want to call it, whatever, whatever around, whatever is around Ireland. Uh, hmm. there's like uh, islands or, or not islands. Shit. Ireland or Iceland? Of something. Uh, no, Ireland. There's, Ireland. um, I'm just thinking of coastlines off of Ireland that sure. are just freaking gorgeous. And I, oh, yeah. that's, that's one of the main countries I want to go to, uh, whenever I get work the get the courage to go out of the country for once. So there are several islands. I that think. in Germany. I think yeah. there are several islands that are considered part of Ireland, I think. Um, they're, they're that, little, but yeah, they look cool. Is that where Ron ends up? Is it Ireland or Scotland? That, he's in Scotland, pool? right? Scotland, yeah. When he's, he's like re- when he's like reading the poem off of that cliff. Yeah, yeah. That that that's a beautiful view. Like that whole area there, like just it's gorgeous. Yeah. Well, I love. It's one of the many things that I love about the character of Leslie because if she didn't have those elements, I would find her to be exhausting and probably annoying. <laughs> But she knows people so well, oh, yeah. knows what they love. And so, yeah. like, everything from pretending to do a surprise party for him, but actually she had a completely secluded room with just steak right. and his favorite old war movie. And you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, he was perfect. so stressed out. Yeah, he was so stressed out. <laughs> he was like, let's get this his over with. His hair all disheveled. And, yeah. Yeah, she, it, like, Anne, literally, there's an episode where Anne brings it up. She's like, you, you care so hard that people just can't compete with you. But yeah. but like sure. they they appreciate it because you obviously do love the people that you love so much. But then it's just it's overwhelming because she's just insane and doesn't sleep and you know. All right, yeah. so Faroe Islands are straight north of Scotland, southeast of Iceland. They're ser- it's actually its own country, so it's oh okay it's, oh okay. Um, that's cool. yeah, I mean, hey, that's cool. You can go to both if you ever made a trip out of it. You can go to both Iceland and Scotland. Yeah, man. 
That'd I'd love rad. to visit. I'd love to visit all those places. Yeah. Scotland's uh, got a lot, man. There's so much history in Ireland and Scotland, and like I just gotta get my kids to grow up and get out of here, so my wife and I can travel. You know, <laughs> well, right. You know, you gotta wait for That's all thirty-seven. All you'll, be doing. you'll be like, well, you okay, so like years. you guys probably don't know this. <laughs> Keep this between us and whoever's listening. Uh, we only had kids to make a bunch of money through taxes, and then we can save that up <laughs> and travel oh, yeah. once they grow up and buy right. a house. Sure, sure, fine. It yeah. all makes sense now. It yeah. all makes sense. You guys get it. You guys totally get it. Mm. Genius. All right, well, let's kick things off with starting to talk about what we're watching. I know we usually save that for later after what we're playing, but I'm curious to hear about some of the things that you guys have been watching. And I also want to give our reactions to the new trailer for the next Marvel series, She-Hulk, Attorney at Law. I want to talk about that. And I know Kyle's not here. Kyle wasn't able to make it. Uh, Hopefully next time he can talk about... um, some of his impressions of stuff that we've already chatted about a little bit, but I loved, I'm with you, Jeff. I like to kind of get uh, fresh impressions once we finally catch up on stuff we've seen or played. So right. we'll circle back on some of those things. But before we talk about shows, movies we're watching, let's talk about this new trailer, She-Hulk Attorney at Law, mm. uh, the next Marvel series. I think it premieres in August was the date that I saw. 17th, yeah. Um, so, I mean, they continue to do this really interesting combination of Star Wars and Marvel. You almost have something coming out every week. Not quite. Like, right now, we've got a little bit of a break before Obi-Wan starts next week, right? Next week, yeah. So, oh, wow, yeah. So, a little bit of a break, but not much, right? Because we just, I feel like we just finished up Moon Knight recently. That was yep. just a couple weeks ago. And, now and then here. after, uh, after Obi-Wan is Baymax, uh, the big Hero 6, uh, and even oh, they were doing the show. I didn't even know they were doing that. They just dropped a trailer. That's how I know because it just oh, popped up okay. in my feed. And I was like, oh, I didn't realize they were doing a show about that. And right. Yeah. yeah it's like yeah. the same voice actor. And I don't know if it's a sequel or a spinoff, but it's mm. definitely has to do with Baymax. Yeah. It's, and, um, is his name Scott Adsit? Does that ring yeah. a bell? Yeah. Yeah. From he 30 was Rock. In, yeah. From 30 Rock. Yeah. Um, but this might be the biggest gap between Star Wars and Marvel we've had in a little while. I haven't mm-hmm. looked back to see. But, you know, once Obi-Wan, I think Obi-Wan's a six episode yeah. series. Yeah. 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 Yep. And then it looks Many like we'll series. have then we'll probably have about six weeks unless there's something else other than like the Baymax show um, until She-Hulk. So what did you guys think? You guys both watched the She-Hulk trailer? Um, yeah. Dan, uh, oh, there's some there's a little green right there. Get it. <laughs> there's, some, <laughs> there's a green emoji. Uh, Thank you for that. It, it's it's a it's a sequel to the Shrek movies, right? Is that what this is? Or <laughs> just... Yes. I don't know. Shrek Forever Hulk. <laughs> I mean, it looks, you know, it'll be fun, whatever. The yeah. CG is definitely not great. Yeah, let's talk about the elephant in the room. That's what everyone's talking about is the, the CGI, the, the special effects. The ugly green elephant. Um, I, I'm with you. I, I, don't, I, I was not impressed by the special effects. It's, not, it's one of those things where it's like, I don't need you to be the best special effects ever, but these were, they were noticeable. It was like noticeably was, weird. There was some angles where it looked okay, but then I'd say more more so than not, it looked off. It looked, it looked more like it looked the mask. Too deep fake. It looked way too deep fake. Like, yeah. Like it looked like an amateur deep fake. Like that's um, just the worst. Especially with Ruffalo, right? Because a rough so Ruffalo's yeah. Hulk is in this, and yeah, I, and they nail, I would they say, nail his look yeah. still. Yeah. And it has dem- There's like dimensions to it. Like the it looks like a face. It looks like Ruffalo's face on the Hulk, yeah. and it works. And then when you put it side by side with with her, it's like. Uh, yeah, she, Tatiana, she what's her last name? Maslany. Uh, yeah. she, she's, she's not Jennifer Walters' character, the She-Hulk. She's not supposed to be as big as Hulk. She's just right. tall or whatever. So I'm like, why didn't 
you really couldn't do camera tricks and make it practical or would that would have been too corny for people to mm. or just better cg i mean <laughs> like i mean i don't know i don't know that's it's very weird to me so i love that actress by the way when she landed a marvel role i was like fist pumping real hard about that i've o- i haven't you know, seen orphan black <laughs> I, I only saw uh, her in parks and rec <laughs> Well, yeah, because right. she was Tom's uh, one of Tom's flames yeah. in Parks and Rec, and she's and very she, go- she had great timing. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. But Orphan Black is what she's known for primarily uh, because she got to play so it's many clones of herself, right? and they all have different, completely different personalities. Like, there's a soccer mom, there's a crazy Russian, there's like a, um, there's like I guess there's like a normal, I guess you would call her a normal British one, and and it took me like it's a, it's kind of a British show. Mm. I thought it was a British show, and then I found out it's a Canadian show, and she's Canadian. And oh, I'm like, she's yeah. not British? <laughs> it blew my mind. Dude. Yeah, <laughs> she's not great at accents. Yeah, yeah, she's just amazing at the accents, and the Russian uh, accent that she has, too. There's, so there's, like, three main clone, clones in that show. I do actually recommend that show. It's a good show. Mm-hmm. Um, but then there's, like, several more that keep popping up every now and then, and she has to take on a totally different persona. Um, and, and she's just... She's such an impressive actress. So, like... I was like, yes, she's in a mainstream role. Oh, and she was in that Jake Gyllenhaal movie about the Boston bomber uh, survivor, uh, uh, Stronger. uh, And she was like the girlfriend or whatever. Um, Based on true story, that movie is powerful AF, and she's great in that too. So like, I was just like, yes, she's in the mainstream thing, and people are going to know her now. And so I'm excited by that idea. But like, yeah, work on the CG guys. We got a few months. Well, it's a bummer her being attached to you know people are focusing on on the bad cg yeah as opposed to like sort of like the oh she's a lawyer and yeah i like the general vibe of what the show is gonna be about that outside of the cg what'd you think about the the trailer what it showed yeah i I like the general vibe of it like in terms of like the the comedy the uh she's around the age i don't think the i think the actress might be a little older than me i'm not sure uh but she's around my age and she's kind of like She's Bruce's career cousin. Focused. Is that what they? Is that what he says? Yes. Uh, she's career Niece? focused. So like uh, cousin. Uh, cousin. So she, right. so she's like she's has nobody. She doesn't really have a significant other and stuff. So that's yeah. something that I kind of wrestle with personally, like quite often. And so like I I, I don't know. I, I would be cool to have that represented to where she's kind of like actively pursuing. Yeah, there's like a dating, dating app, and then she ends up not going through with it. You know, if she's just like whatever, dating's stupid because I want to see that. I want to see somebody yeah. in a freaking mainstream Marvel show go be like or movie just be like dating is dumb anyway i got my own thing going on it's fine i'm happier alone just somebody just have I mean, that like i'm so tired of love stories <laughs> but but then there's also like the humor of like her carrying that dude like picking him up off the couch and just like carrying him into there's obviously been, the bedroom there's been yeah. some so many great mommy memes from uh yeah. after <laughs> after that like lady d level mommy i memes. was right. gonna yeah. say i got lady d vibes sure <laughs> sure some of that stuff yeah um i thought i thought the humor looks like it could be pretty fun as long as they keep it fun um yeah. I'm, I'm down with that um so yeah i think as long as they really nail that kind of lighthearted, and i'm assuming at times like touching probably gonna you yeah. know it's gonna have some you know hopefully a little bit of emotional weight she's trying to balance out her life as a lawyer um, whatever else but i'm hoping so obviously fixate on i mean it's her show so fixate on her the most but yeah. like ruffalo as hulk is fantastic so yeah. like i hope there's a good amount of him in there to sort of like bounce off of her and kind of watch her yeah. grow, like well, oh, and kinda... uh, not to mention Tim Roth is in it. Tim so Roth, yep. Mm. What role he's gonna play? Last yeah, they, time, they we, showed last him time we saw him was in Shang Chi. So the hell's mm. going on with that? You know, what, we got to find out what Wong is doing with him. He was in some kind of prison, right? In the trailer, it looked like he was 
incarcerated somehow. And some yeah, kind of when special Wong opened campaign. the portal, it was like he was in that. Yeah, back into your there. back into your prison. Mm-hmm. So yeah, um, honestly, mm-hmm. my my only thought is as long as the special effects don't distract, I think yeah. it's going to be fine. Because I think she's going to be, and this is the way she is in the comics too. She's going to mostly be She Hulk. That's what it looked like in the trailer. Yeah, right. She's like out. practicing law in the comics as She Hulk. So like, right. And going on dates and really talking to friends. It, and, yeah, I yeah. really, really hope it. <laughs> not fix it. It's not like horrible. It's or not like, like Sonic yeah. level. It wasn't yeah. like, no, the first Sonic. <laughs> Which it's is, like there that. is a, that's yeah. actually relevant to the news as yeah. well. Uh, yeah, but, yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> I, saw, I saw that. Um, we'll talk it. about that that's one. That's so weird. That's so weird. All right. So looking forward to that. It's one of those ones that I definitely will watch. And I'm just hopeful that it. Honestly, even if let's say the CGI stays the same, if the characters and story are good enough, yeah, that'll just kind of be like an asterisk. Like, hey, what a great show! Visuals weren't that impressive, but boy, did I enjoy yeah. it. Like, that's fine if they yeah. can nail it. I got ABC like hour long lawyer comedy show vibes from it. <laughs> oh, good in call. a good way. Like, sure. I don't, I don't even know if it was a comedy, but private practice or something, mm. or like Boston Legal. Wasn't Boston Legal. Part? That's what. I'm yeah, yeah, yeah. Wasn't that James Spader? Wasn't yeah, William Shatner yeah. too, right? I think so. Oh, was it? Oh my goodness. Yeah. Robert California. Oh, All right. Um, speaking of uh, one of the characters we just mentioned, you know what? I don't want to spoil anything. I just I, I had it spoiled for me because it was in an article. Yeah, it was trending and it was. It's unavoidable. all over the place right now. We yeah. can talk about it. All right. So tell us about the new Chippendale Rescue Rangers Disney Plus movie. Yeah. Um, this I actually felt like I was the only one excited for it when I saw a trailer because. The vibe that I saw, like, all the reviews were saying, surprisingly, this is really funny. And I'm like, yeah, the trailers indicated it would be funny. I don't know what you guys thought it was going to be. Uh, but it's it's from the Lonely Island guys. They produced it. Uh, Akiva Schaefer, I think. I don't think it was Yorma. I think it was Akiva that directed it, um, mm-hmm. who's kind of directed a lot of their stuff, like McGruber. No, that might have been Yorma that directed McGruber. Anyway, those guys just make generally funny things that really land with me, comedy-wise. Um, so this is them going into the uh, family movie world, I guess. Yep. Like, this movie's for everybody. Yeah. Uh, let's say that. There's, there's not going to be anything in there no that's like, the box, uh, oh, I got to explain this to the kids or whatever. There's nothing, at least to me, like that came across like that. Uh, but, uh, yeah, this is like a modern-day Roger Rabbit type thing where Chippendale were very real TV stars in this movie. Um, and then uh, once the TV went off the air, they went their separate ways. One of them tried to do a spinoff, and that caused a rift between them. Double O Dale was the name of the spinoff. Oh uh, and uh, I think Dale is Andy Samberg's character, who's always constantly trying to uh, get his way back into Hollywood. So he got a CG surgery, quote unquote, to make himself <laughs> more appealing to to a main mainstream current era. Okay, so that because I did see that on the poster, I was like, I yeah. see yeah. a human character. I see mm-hmm. the old hand-drawn right. chip. Yep. Chip. And then yeah. I yeah. saw the that's, that's John Mulaney. Of, like, yeah. Really clear and like crisp version of, and I was like, what is going yeah. on with this? That's and what I was asking Jeff. I was yeah. like, what? The hand-drawn characters look really good. Like, I mean, yeah. even Roger Rabbit, if you watch it now, still looks good with the hand-drawn interacting yeah. with the, uh, the the live-action people. I, I still like the look of Chippendale and the, and. Um, mm-hmm. Tailspin, like I like all those yeah. characters. The yeah, Dale was the only character in this movie to get the CG upgrade. Okay. I guess and that's because he it. got surgery. Yeah, because he was he's like a vapid, uh, you know, <laughs> Hollywood star. He takes that type of life very seriously. He thinks more highly of himself than others, you know, do. Uh, uh, so, so yeah, the premise is like it's kind of similar to Roger Rabbit in that uh, cartoon uh, characters keep going missing. 
Mm. Um, and these, a lot of these are like well known. Some of them are characters from the show, and then there's cameos of like characters that you know from from other movies. That I'm not gonna I'm not gonna spoil those. We're gonna talk about one that's been in the news because it's it's been freaking everywhere and it's been one of the best bits of the movie. Um, but yeah, there are a bunch of cameos from like Disney characters and even characters from like other movies like. I can't even bring up the studio or ask what studio yeah. it was that made the movie but, without I mean, spoiling the, the cameo. One, bring up Got the one it. that we all know about. Which but is the like, one that's been in the news everywhere is Ugly Sonic, and that's a yeah. movie. <laughs> Dude, as soon as I saw that, I was a little annoyed because I was like, boy, that would have been funny a not to know. Yeah. But I also died laughing because they showed the picture of him again. I was like, I forgot how disturbing that <laughs> yeah. But also, like, how did they even – I mean, it's Disney, so I guess, like, they just threw some money at it. But I like, guess. I, it's a Sony thing, isn't it? I thought it was a – I Who mean, made that movie? It's Paramount. It, Isn't it Paramount? Paramount? Yeah, you're right. Is it Paramount? Okay. Uh, something it? like, it's Hold definitely on. not Disney. Let me check. Disney has it's not Disney. It's not movie. 20th Century Fox. Like it's. So it's it crazy how they got how they got yeah. the rights to that. And there's another cameo in there that's very brief. But I'm like, how did you rights to that? I'm yeah, pretty sure that was WB. You know. Uh, Dude, so, I wonder. I do wonder if. You know, if these companies actually can communicate with each other, sometimes they can make licensing agreements like. Right. You know what I mean? Kind of like think about Roger Rabbit and how they had all these like Bugs Bunny type characters in it. How did they make that arrange? Like yeah. you think back on it and you're like, how did movie studios agree to that? And so that's what the feeling I got watching this was like, how did how did other studios agree to this? Yeah. It's crazy. But Ugly Sonic is he's in it more than a brief cameo. Uh, so he shows up. That's probably why he's talked about the most because he, he does have a. Little, and do they actually call him part. Sonic? Like he's actually Ugly had... Sonic. Yeah, they call him Ugly, Ugly Sonic. Sonic. Ugly Sonic. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I wish they called him. Sonic. He even has. That's the first time you see him is uh, the clip is probably already online. Uh, the first time you see him is that Dale this, Dale is at a uh, uh, one of those expos where like you're you're meeting um, you're meeting Maybe. fans and signing autographs yeah. and uh, Baloo from Jungle Book is a big hit. He's yeah. he's like yeah I'm jazzy I'm Baloo I'm gonna play some jazz for you and and Dale is like oh I wish I was that famous and then he looks he's like, directly across from the Ugly Sonic booth <laughs> <laughs> and they start talking to each other and he's like. Tim Robinson voices him, by the way. He's uh, He's got a great show, uh, comedy, in my opinion, a great comedy sketch show. Um, I think you should leave on Netflix. Um, so he he voices him in a way that's like there's something kind of off about him, kind of like it was yeah. when well, you first saw Sonic, yeah. that first trailer reveal. Makes sense. Uh, so, like, the way he's voicing it is just added layers of hilarious. Uh, and he's like, people have so much problem, so, so many problems with my teeth. And the camera, like, does, like, a slow-mo zoom in on his teeth. <laughs> And Dale's like totally put off by it. <laughs> yeah, dude, this sounds really good. I gotta, I gotta watch this movie. There's a lot of jokes. It's, it's a like movie, that. right? Not a series. It's a movie. It's a movie. Yeah. Okay. There's, yeah, yeah. there's a lot of very meta jokes. Like they talk about maybe we should get a pop started, like a, to do a slow version of our theme or something. Now that'd be ridiculous. We should never. And then the, it cuts to that. <laughs> Gosh. Oh my goodness. <laughs> so like they do a lot of meta jokes like that, and I love that. Uh, J.K. Simmons plays a. Uh, uh, Oh God! Who does rip off? Is? Rip off Gumby. Um, <laughs> well, I think I, oh, the blue, Cap- like a blue one. He's like a bluish color instead of green. Yeah, he's no? kind of like a dark a blue. Green. He's a different shade of color. That's because yeah. one of the main premises of the, the main premise of the movie is like there's a there's a warehouse that's running that's turning existing cartoon characters into knockoff characters so they can make more money selling bootleg DVDs and stuff like that. <laughs> So they changed Gumby into like Captain Gummy or something like that, and he's a cop, <laughs> voiced by J.K. Simmons. Sure. Um, there's other. It's a really good cast. I can't remember the other ones off the top of my head though. Um, hey, new tournament idea: J.K. Simmons roles, because that guy has had some incredible roles. For real. 
that he also had a show just Spider-Man. drop on. Uh, he just had a, vo- a show just drop on uh, Amazon. I haven't started it, but it's like an it's like a sci-fi show with him and uh, Sissy Spacek. Oh, I saw that like the banner of that. Yeah, um, yeah. I would say though that this, he's had so many good performances, serious and Whiplash funny is voice he's gotta and whatever be the best else. One, I mean, if you it's, guys see which Whiplash, you'll be like, yeah, this is his best performance. There's no but other. My favorite, and it's the writing combined with just his tone is perfect was cave johnson and portal 2 and you never see him you never see his character you only hear his voice and listening to i mean the whole cast of that game is so good like of course steven steven merchant playing wheatley the whole time just cracks me up and then when they when you finally start to learn more about aperture science and cave johnson who was like the president or ceo or something like he was like in charge and the stuff that he says the recordings you find dude so funny this and it's just perfect the way he says it anyway so so good um yeah, keeping it keeping it in kind of the uh oh let's go ahead and call it lovingly the nerd realm i want to hear about some of the star trek stuff that's yeah there. There's a um, lot of star trek content out there yeah by the there way. is and i just took i just i don't know i was just in a couch potato mood like i have kind of have been the last few weeks uh and i mean passive couch potato not gaming so like i'm just literally <laughs> sitting there doing nothing sure um so I was like, what else is on? And then I saw Star Trek uh, Strange New Worlds dropped, yep. uh, like, I think a couple weeks ago they dropped the first few episodes. So I just watched that on a whim. I, I knew the characters from Discovery. some of the J.J. J. J. Abrams movies. Oh. Like, I watched all the J.J. Abrams movies. Oh. okay. Uh, oh, so and that's where I started. I didn't really watch the old Trek before. Sure. Um, how, many, not, how many Star Trek movies, modern ones, are there? There's three? Three. Chris Pine? Okay. Yeah, they're working on the fourth one. Um, so I knew the character names. I knew who Pike was, and Pike is the lead of this uh, new series. Okay, and it's played by Anson Mount. Yeah, amazing name. Uh, I can't get over that name. Anson yeah. Mount. So of, of Hell on in, Wheels fame. Yes, uh, he's the. Uh, ca- this is when Pike is captaining the Enterprise. So it's literally like, I think it's ten years right before the original series picks up. Um, so you do have younger Spock, even younger than like Zachary Quinto's version. Like you have a younger Uhura. Um, you have some other newer characters. You have a relative of Khan that's on the ship. Uh, everybody knows that she's a relative of Khan, though. Like it's or, or that her people are. They don't try to like make it a big mysterious reveal. Like, yeah, no, she's like right away. She's like my family is has issues. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> and uh, she's like, I can't believe you know I was accepted here. Blah blah blah. Uh, so I mean, it's 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 like it's just like old Trek, and by that I mean it's procedural. It's it's like mystery of the week. It's crisis of the ah, week. Ah, okay. You know, it's you know, it's it's self-contained episodes. There is an overarching story involving Pike um, that actually stems from something that happened on Discovery, which I haven't watched. Um, I haven't watched all of. I started Discovery um, this week, and I'm like five episodes into the first season, and I'm really enjoying it. Pike doesn't show up until like season two, I think. Okay. Uh, but but apparently he does eventually start captaining that ship, the the Discovery, temporarily, and and then something that happens at the end of last season feeds into Strange New Worlds, and he's carrying that with him. But the show explains it to you; it doesn't leave it leave you behind if you haven't seen it. Is so Enterprise the ship in all Star Trek stories? Not Voyager, because that's called the Voyager. Uh, oh, I didn't know that's why it was called that. Okay, Enterprise. There's actually a show called Enterprise, yes. Right, right, right. <laughs> uh, I know that. And of course, uh, I think Next Generation is Enterprise 2. I think so, too. And obviously the original series is Enterprise. Um, okay. Right. I don't know so about I'm... Deep Space Nine. There's way too freaking much Deep Trek. Space Nine, dude. Space this Space is like all the 90s commercials I remember seeing for all this. Yeah. Stuff, early or like, Remember uh, 
what channel was it? It wasn't WB. It was like CW. WGN or something like that. It was like a channel that nobody has anymore. Uh, WGN. There was also the Sci-Fi Channel, which would always air. Yeah, yeah. they had. Yeah. So are yeah, all so of I'm, the... I'm into uh, I'm into the new era. I've already kind of resigned to not watching Picard because I think that's for existing Next Generation fans. Are going to have Easter eggs yeah. in that show. Yeah. And it's uh, the thing the thing that separates Picard and Discovery from old Trek is that the episodes are they're telling a serialized story over the course of an entire season. Got so it. it's not like we got this crisis, we got to address it. And then that's resolved in the episode. They're continuing a story every episode. So that's that's a change for a lot of people. And uh, they either hate it or they love that right away. I don't know. I, I like Discovery so far, uh, okay, but cool. I'm resigning to the fact that. I'm uh, just going to watch Discovery and uh, Strange New Worlds and the movies. Uh, I'm actually, I stopped. So the, the and I mean the old movies. Uh, I, I think I didn't finish four. I got all the way up to four, which is, uh, I don't remember the name of it now. But it's the, something about whales in San Francisco. That's the, oh, that's the story. Is that the one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so I watched the, orig- the original first movie, uh, which is kind of boring, but it's still pretty. Uh, and it's got a cool story. Rathacon, which is just one of the best sci-fi movies ever made. And uh, Search for Spock, which is kind of, it's okay. Um, can't Voyage Home, I think it's called, is the fourth one. And that's where I stopped and I didn't finish that one. So I'm kind of just starting over and going back through. And I want to... I like that idea. I like the idea I of watching the movie movies. Because they're shorter. It's a shorter commitment. Yeah. So... And it uh, might give you see, enough yeah. to go with to feel like, all right, exactly. I think like I get the vibe exactly. of the old ones. But saying, how many, hard how many Star Trek episodes are there of the original show? Like, oh, I mean, oh, there's three seasons, so it's uh, it's like thirty episodes each. Oh, season. I thought it was more than that. I thought no, it didn't, each didn't season was thirty episodes. Damn. Yeah, it was. Yeah, they they aired a ton of episodes back then. Like they yeah. did not compare. Now they show restraint, which is yeah, kind it's of, so interesting because a show like that got so many episodes, but then a show that I imagine was relatively low budget like Columbo, they would do like hour and a half episodes, but they only do like three per season. Mm. Like, oh, that's, like a we- that's a weird, that's something that the UK does. That's interesting. They would, yeah, it would be like, mm. it would almost be like a short movie, like a TV movie, right? Right. But right. the if you ever watch that show, which I <clears> love Peter Falk, I loved those shows, man. Like, I know they're cheesy and whatever, but I love the detective and I loved, he's kind of bumbling and driving a crap car and wearing the same clothes and, <laughs> And I, just, yeah, I know I lots of it. people that love that that are my age or around my age. Dude, I, and I loved his attitude. Yeah. He's so confident in being funny looking, bumbling. Like people kind of make fun of him and he's like, ah, yeah, that's all right. And he'll, he'll always like start to walk out and then be like, oh, yeah, one sorry, more thing. One more thing. <laughs> so good. So good. But I was always surprised at how I did actually uh, watch. I'll admit I went back and watched, I think I want to say 10 episodes of the original series of Star Trek. And okay. once you once you accept the corniness of how dated it feels. Yeah. The stories are like the stories are so cool for ba- especially even if you consider how when it was made. Yeah. Like nobody was telling sci-fi stories. I still on that remember level. as a kid seeing an episode where these things went in this guy's ear, and I thought it was the scariest show ever. Some kind of bugs. Some mm. kind of like that happened in the Rathacon these... movie. Oh, oh, maybe that's what I saw. But I remember seeing yeah. a clip of that and being like, "Well, that's the most terrifying." Yeah, uh, Khan puts it in uh, in Chekhov's ear to make him more susceptible to commands. Maybe that's what I. Remember. And that was terrifying. That's still like. Okay, I didn't, that's messed I up. Didn't like I didn't like it. So the original series was three seasons, which seems like a short run, but they still managed to get 79 episodes out of that. Oh, wow. So, yeah. And then, yeah, of course, Next Generation was like seven seasons. Every other show went for like way too long. That's not that big. <laughs> but see, that's not that big of a commitment. It is a big commitment, but it's not that big. Like if someone were to ever say, hey, you should go catch up on the entire series of 24. That's ridiculous. What was yeah, that? Yeah, and sure. they keep bringing it back and, and you're like, come on. Get I, out no. of here. 
Get out of here. Whereas if somebody tells me to go watch The Wire, which many people have many times, uh, it doesn't seem show. that daunting. It's so all it's like not... 12 episodes a season, five seasons. I mean, And the creator has a new show coming out, which looks great. I've actually uh, been watching it. Uh, we own the city. It's great. It's, it's also out. It's, out. Okay. it's also about. Uh, I think they got a couple episodes left. It's Baltimore but it's also cops. about Baltimore cops. Yes, yeah. dude can't and, get enough and, of that city and corruption <laughs> and that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. it's really um, good. It's a little more blatant uh, in terms of what it's addressing. So it I'm might be a little sure too on the nose for some people. But okay. some cops are built like that. I mean, so I don't know. You know, the, the Wire was fascinating, and even like small roles with characters like Idris Elba. I mean, it was he was amazing, and his he had yeah. a small role in there too. But anyway. that was a big that was a big uh, deal for him. That role that was kind yeah. of a career launcher. Uh, also, he's a musician. Have you heard him do like his reggae rap he's a stuff? DJ uh, Idris no. Elba. <laughs> I've, I, he he's featured in a couple different artists' songs, and I was like featuring Idris Elba. Huh. So I clicked on it, and he actually. I mean, of course, he has a very deep voice, reggae yeah, rap yeah, style. Yeah. And I was like, listen, this isn't my style of music, but I freaking love this guy. Like watching him dance around do his rap thing. I'm like, <laughs> this All guy right. can do anything. All right. <laughs> yeah. Oh, speaking of like just somebody you're not expecting to do music or anything. Um, Stanley Hudson from The Office, that actor. He has a so- he like made like a, a music video and like sings like a, I think I forget if he raps or sings. Just look it up. Just look up like Stanley Hut or whatever the actor's name so was is. That like picture Leslie, of him when he, Leslie when he, something. When he talks yeah. about being in a band. Was that really a picture of him from back in the day? It might have been. Uh, I don't know, but it's it's but it's him. It's him, I do like, remember. This yeah. is me from when I was. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but like it's it's a, I guess newer like in his older age, not when he was yeah, younger. Yeah, yeah. Good for him. It's very strange. It's a very strange song. <laughs> uh, speaking of HBO. Um, I watched my wife and I are actually on the last episode of the way down. So if you I've like, heard of, I've heard of this, I think if you like HBO docs, which I've talked about before, I do recommend this one. It's, it, it's very kind of, it's about this cult and, uh, it starts as a weight loss kind of ministry program where it's all about like, if you love God, you'll be thin type of a weird ministry thing. That's like, whatever, this is dumb. It's that easy. But it, it goes from being a dumb premise of a, of a book she's trying to sell and a program she's trying to get churches to buy that I'm like, I would normally just roll my eyes at and as you watch it, it it becomes quite nefarious quite quickly. And mm. uh, hmm. but it's fascinating. So it sounds sense. like Nixium because Nixium started as something relatively wholesome about getting control back in your life that was especially appealing to women. Uh, yeah. And then immediately he was like, "I'm going to start doing all these women." And, and then it's right. like, yeah. like a whole sex this becomes very, thing. This becomes very similar. Yeah. It's like you could tell she really believes it and wants to help people at the beginning when they show old clips of it. Like she yeah. actually wants to help people get healthy physically and and she's also a very staunch believer and so I, she mixes those two things two things together i think her intentions are good even though i i cringe at how cheesy it all is but boy once she starts getting money and power you can see it snowballing oh. and you can see her hair start to grow and you can see oh, her no. makeup start to get worse <laughs> it's just like oh it's like, like she goes, thing, yeah. one of the one of the one of the ladies who they interview who left the church um they're interviewing her and she goes she went from looking like a early 90s mom to a strung out hooker <laughs> i have heard of this and i yeah. i do like hbo hbo generally does really well with it's it's right from the jump right, yeah right from the jump if you start the first episode you'll be like whoa i gotta see what happens here because it's very it's a very intriguing opening there's a i think tonight there's a george carlin documentary that judd apatel co-directed that should oh, be dropping wow. interesting Ooh, i'll check that out i'll check that i'm out. definitely gonna watch that yeah and i know you guys i think both of you watched the new jackass <laughs> 4.5 right I definitely can, did. Can can I mean they should have just called this? It. They should have just called this jackass uh, dick and ball mutilation. <laughs> yes! Is what they should have uh, called it. 
I've never, Tim, Dude. I've never, I've never oh, seen more penises God. in an hour and a half in my entire life. Like uh, That was only an hour and a half, too. It felt like I was like, I'm going to be here Jesus. forever. Yeah. And they it, kept, okay, so there's one with the with Netflix the new... is like, we've lost subscribers. Let's put it all out there. <laughs> it's, by the way, that's a well, Paramount a movie. Thing. So I find it very interesting that Netflix secured yeah. the 4.5. That's sure. very interesting to me. Yeah. Uh, must have been an agreement before. So is this, not, is this not forever? Because like, like this for is instance, a side. Um, this is like a side thing from like okay. this is like deleted sketches and bits, and as well as behind the scenes interviews. Okay, because what I used on the thumbnail, I was like, that didn't happen in this movie. So like, when did that happen? And, and when I was looking for jackass images, I was seeing stuff like oh, that God. wasn't in this movie. I think so. that I think that was in forever. Okay. Um. So this one has like, God dang, this one has like, um, there's a. There's a sequence where the bigger dude is wearing like a, a bag, like a really, or it's not really a bag. It's like a, um, he's just wrapped in like saran wrap or something. But within that saran wrap is like chunk, like sushi. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, God. Oh, and he's God. all sweaty. And the guys from the crew are like eating the sushi out of his sweaty <laughs> saran wrap. Gross. And, and, and Steve-O goes the extra mile and does yeah. some extra gross crap. Yeah. And I'm like, huh? Like I'm like oh, but they're all throwing up pretty much. All oh yeah, they're all throwing up. Even Chris Pontius who can drink horse stuff and (laughs) he's like, all right, that's that's so messed up. That is so messed up. And then that dude, that dude sends the like, what is it, the director or whatever, like a picture two days later of some sashimi that he found in some crevice (laughs) in his body. Two days later, Tim, like just like dry, like oh my, (laughs) like just oh my god, it was so so bad. I, I do recommend Jackass Forever first because it is, it's actually, believe it or not, it's tamer. Uh, there's still some gross stuff in That's it, surprising. but it is tamer. I'm not going to uh, watch either of these movies. <laughs> okay, I don't blame bit. you. I don't blame you because yeah. they, they do they do more gross out stuff each movie, so I get it. It makes yeah. sense. I have no um, interest. Like, but, but I, you don't want to see a bunch of dongs? I understand, I and I sometimes chuckle at the description of these idiots doing idiotic things. But, like, that's never appealed to me. Like, even when the show was so popular back yeah. in the day. It's just like, ah, this is. I think this is actually the first, like, um, Jackass movie I've seen in, in its entirety. I've seen clips of, like, from all the other. I've never watched any of them front to back. So. Oh, wow. That's interesting. Yeah. It's yeah just, you was, just, you was, just couldn't put it down. Right age when, <laughs> yes. when it started airing on MTV, I was the right age. And I, okay, I stuck sure. with it when the movies came out. Like, I was sure. there day one. You know, I, I was the I've right target age and audience. For some reason, it just didn't click for me. I remember... Like it's one of the things that when we'd go all the all my buddies we watching things like wrestling or whatever else together. Sometimes they flip over to Jackass if that was on or rerun was on, and sure. they'd all be laughing. And I remember kind of being like, I see why it's kind of it just never. I don't know why never clicked with me. Some and of so, it is actually genuinely like creative and like funny because they're hurting yes. themselves, but it's not that bad that they're hurting. But like it's actually funny and unique. Creative, and yes, they're yeah. very very creative. Yeah. Um, like there's the one where they're go- where what was it? They were going off of the ramp in the water, and they had sort of like the the like packs on their on their back, Jeff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They were sort of like uh, propelling themselves. Like that one was kind of fun. Like I would I would probably even just try that because that just seemed <laughs> like I wouldn't hurt myself that bad. I mean, I'd hurt myself a little bit, but but like the dude taking the bowling ball to the nads, like to oh my, I just I <laughs> Jesus from a professional Christ. bowler, no less. Yeah, it's not even like an amateur. Yeah. It's like a. It's somebody that won awards and trophies. With, like, and... the biggest bowling ball that, <laughs> what was it, 16, what did she say, like, 16-inch bowling ball or whatever? Like, oh. j- twice. That's so and it stupid. Kept, and it kept hitting him, because uh, it was Aaron, right? It was the guy they always put through all the hard, or Dave. Yeah, he I'm seems to get Dave. hit in the in the um, junk the most. Like. Yeah, it's the guy they put through all the worst stuff. Uh, <laughs> and they kept hitting him in the leg and kind of missing, so he's still getting a full-speed ball. 
right into the thigh, even if it's missing his gonads. Like it's still. Oh my god! And something tore. So something damage. tore because there was some blood there. Like. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah. There's something like, in Jackass Forever that resembles that moment. That's like I think it's a pogo stick. Just imagine a pogo oh, stick. Oh, it showed the pogo uh, stick in this one too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, How? Yep. How do you just take that and you're... All right. Super like, hard pass on this yeah. situation. <laughs> so uh, it's going to be on the Academy Award or the, oh uh, uh, the Emmys or... It's going to be on one of those, right? Yeah, so. it's going to win. They're going to win all the awards, obviously. Um, oh, but uh, the the dad, uh, what was it? Um, hit the, the black... So there, there's some new guys on this, mm -hmm. I, which obviously I'm guessing they were in forever as well. And um, They were, yeah. The black dude, what's his dad's name? Like Black Shark or something like that? Yes, yes, I think that's um, right. Yeah, because he was in prison for a bit, and and ever since he got out, he's kind of been with the jackass guys. Yeah, so this, yeah. So this dude, he, he says, he's like, he's been shot nine times. Like, he's been through some stuff. And he is afraid of just the, like, most, ran like, birds. He just can't handle <laughs> birds. Um, and, and fly, like they flew to Hawaii once and he was like crying the whole time. Like they were busting <laughs> his balls cause he was crying. So one of the last bits he, uh, is, um, they, they do skydiving. I'm not going to get into too much specifics because there is a little, a couple of like twists there, but yeah, it, they, they get him to do some skydiving and, um, they, they throw in some extra wrenches in there to, to like, you know, kind of make them think things are happening. And it's just like, that's just, I can't. They that's did, uh, the bit that they did with him that was, uh, <laughs> was kind of funny from forever was uh they had like these like i don't know what you call them uh free diving helmets that were on mm. him and i think it was his son on the oh, other with end the with, with the, the tube. tube and there's a tarantula I in the middle that they put in <laughs> and the guys are just blowing trying to get the tarantula to go to the other guy oh my god and it, it ends up coming towards him and he just like immediately like passes out <laughs> while he's grabbing onto somebody oh my god dear lord <laughs> he just these are all like everything that's not in the hood, quote unquote. So his son yeah. says, yeah. you know, like yeah, yeah. he's everything. He just he's just afraid of it. The bear. Uh, I'm definitely not watching that. Chippendale, yes. <laughs> Chippendale. I'm on board with She-Hulk. And then you can watch uh, Jackass 4.5 with the family. It's I perfect. Try, yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. I want to try some Star Trek, and then yeah, Jackass to top it all off. That's I would cool. say if you're, do you watch Star Trek? Have you watched it at all, or just like you like? Similar to what you said, like Passively I tried like me. Yeah. The, the movies, and I think I've seen one of the old movies and part of one of the other old movies. I've seen all the new movies with Chris mm -hmm. Pine, although I don't remember them super well. Maybe it's worth a rewatch. I think and they I, are. Yeah, I've always, really I've always, like so many reruns across all the Star Trek stuff. I feel like U I've seen. By the way, UPN was the channel I was thinking of. It was UPN, like UPN. Oh, good yeah, UPN <laughs> is where like Voyager yeah, yeah, yeah. to air and stuff like. So that. I just, I, I know I've, I've seen full episodes at various times. I don't know yeah. if it was. Space Nine or, or so I, the Next Generation. Case, in that case, Strange New Worlds might be the best place to start because it does it picks up where, where Discovery left off, where Pike is like on leave because of something that happened in the last mission, and everybody's like around him going, "What happened on that last mission?" And then he explains it. The show reveals it, and I'm like, "Oh, cool! Thank God you didn't make me watch the other show for that." You know, like <laughs> so they kind of you know they, yeah, they welcome you into the show. They're welcoming I also like I do like Anson Mount, and he he's so I think, good. In the role, dude. I think he's so. a I think he's a good actor, but he also has like strong screen presence. So yep. like, like he kind of just commands the room, which is why he's a good cast for a captain. Um, and he was great in Hell on Wheels. And I think he would have been perfect for Joel on Last of Us, but I digress. Um, and I know, listen, I'm biased because I saw him in Hell on Wheels and I immediately thought, hey, he looks like Joel from The Last of Us. Like, yeah. I, so I already made that connection, but whatever. God, I love, I love that show. Hell on Wheels. Um, Hell on Wheels was great. Uh, yeah. I, Common's actually... 
I, when I remember, I remember seeing that he was in it, and I was like, I don't think I've seen him be good in a movie or in a show oh, or whatever. Right. He was he was pretty good in that show. Yeah, yeah, he so, had um, a great arc. Smoke. Have you ever seen the movie? The Smoke Swede is such a piece of garbage. Like, yes. Every time I see that actor show up, I'm the like, that Swede. guy. <laughs> yeah, the Swede. That's right. Yep, yep, yep. Oh man, um, that's a good show. I do yeah. like that one. If you Very like good. westerns and kind of like the the wild frontier type of stuff. Yeah, and it's like post Civil War, so people are kind of still. Like, what um, side were you on? You know, like, they're all kind of side-eyeing each other. Speaking of Westerns, I want to talk about some Yellowstone news, because I haven't seen that show. That's a show I need to watch. But anything else that you guys have been watching you want to talk about before we move into headlines? Uh, go watch, I think this is nerdy enough, go watch uh, Love, Death, and Robots, if you guys like the first, anybody listening. Never seen like it. Like, the Never first two it. seasons. It's an anthology sci-fi show. It's all animated, but they're all, every episode is a totally different story. And different style of animation. Oh, I didn't know that. You'll get some that's like, I mean, you might even get an anime in there. I'm just throwing it out there. Uh, But you'll get some that's like a video game cutscene type animation, but better because they perfected it for the show. Um, And and you'll get some. We've talked about this show before, right? I think so. We might have. Well, this is season three, right? This is is season three. So we might have talked about it season two or something. Yeah. But it's really, really cool and clever, uh, uh, clever stories, too. Like, there's one that's. And they're all like 10, 15 minute shorts. So it's it's like MTV liquid television era type stuff, uh, which like is the, just it's like those Star Wars shorts. The Star Wars. Yeah, shorts. yeah. it's yeah. like visions. Uh, so like there's one episode that had me dying laughing. It's called uh, the episode's called Night of the Mini Dead. And it's all like a zombie apocalypse being told from like a micro machine perspective. And everybody's voices are all like really high pitched and everything's going super fast. Like, you know, before, like people have sex on in a cemetery and that's what causes a zombie apocalypse. And <laughs> oh, my God. It's gosh, so ridiculous. Amazing. Like right. it's like a 10 minute short, but they do so much in that time to like uh, uh, they're like they're like, we got to nuke the place. And then when the, the camera zooms out. Uh, and it shows the nuke going off, and it's just like a fart noise. <laughs> it zooms out from the planet. It's like, <laughs> oh man, micro machine. Even just saying micro machines, just yeah, like a ton yeah. of nostalgic micro feelings. Machine. It was I really clever. It's like, yeah, bitch, come get some, and it's. That's awesome. So well, um, comedy and some that's very heavy, you know, heavier. Uh, okay. Those, well, yeah, it's speaking, really good. Speak, speaking of shows that I do want to get to, Yellowstone is one of those. And it's one of those Dang. ones that Dang. I think you said this in the chat, Jeff, where it's like, all right, I guess I need to watch this show and its prequel. And now it will be like the sequel to the prequel, but not the real show. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> yeah. that's what this one's going to yeah. be. So they've announced uh, uh, 1932. Okay, let me just back up. Yellowstone is a show starring Kevin Costner. It's like a modern day Western you know, get off my land. I don't know the whole story, but that's kind of it, the vibe no. That's it. it is. It's very much like <laughs> get the off my like yard. Yeah. yeah. Um. And I've heard it's great. I do need to watch it. The cast looks great, and I just I need to watch it. Um. And then they made is it eighteen eighteen eighty three eighteen eighty three is the other show, which apparently is also very good. It's a Wild West uh, kind of takes that rush type show. Yeah. Takes that family line back. I guess it's like the originate the original family and how they got that land and all that stuff. That's, that's what I assume from what I've heard. And now it's nineteen thirty two. It's a, another story of another generation of i've assumed that same family and they cast harrison ford and helen mirren or at least they're attached to it that's the, that's what the and that's, that's insane that script has to be amazing i mean has, has harris when has harrison ford done tv that's a great question uh um what was that little uh star wars uh holiday special that he just <laughs> that might have been <laughs> the cocaine field holiday special. dude i, I just need him 
and oh and God. I I imagine Helen Mirren might have done some you know some British drama shows possibly mm. I don't know I don't know her whole line of work but I'm a bigger fan of Harrison Ford and I I could not think I was like is this his first TV show that's mm. might be a very long time could be that script has to be I mean I keep going back to the script because uh, that that writer is pretty pretty famous in the Hollywood circuit like yeah. he was before Yellowstone was even produced. He put his foot down with the studio, and I know that some people in Hollywood can't get away with this, but he put his foot down with the studio and said, you're going to let me write this my way, or you're not getting the shows. And yeah. they said, all right. <laughs> they said, all right, you make some okay. compelling arguments. And so he got to write Yellowstone, 1883, 1932. It's, it's all his baby, you know? And he's yeah. done Sicario and Hell or High Water and um, uh, uh, Wind River. Like, he's done a ton of great movies. And um, I should clarify, they're not attached. Like they're starring it. They're it's being it's in production now because it's set to launch in December. So wow. Um, TV time turns they turn around quick, man. They I know. do turn around pretty fast. Harrison so, Ford might be just going to TV now because um I was trying to look up to see if there was like a list of uh, shows he's been on and he's going to be on something on Apple TV Plus. Well, dude, that's where the um, audience Apple TV is Plus now. gets everybody. Jeez, that's where, that's, where, that's where the audience is now. You know, that yeah. um, makes sense. The I mean, Ted Ted Lasso um, duo. It says Jason Siegel. It's something called Shrinking. Okay. So, oh, interesting, interesting. Yeah. So he's okay. going to be Ted involved Lasso in that. duo. Does it say Bill Bill Lawrence is involved in is that? It, he's like the creator of Scrubs and Ted Bill Lasso. La- yeah, Bill Lawrence and yeah, oh wow. Yeah, yeah. All right, I'm a, I'm game. I'm game for that. Shrinking. Give me that show. All right, Harrison Ford getting into TV. Him, um, I wonder if Apple TV Plus was like his door into the streaming and world and oh, getting, yeah. getting that type of paycheck and being like, all right, well it pays. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my really, horrible oh, Harrison Ford, white man, Harrison Ford. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> that's kind of what he is though. I guess. Um, speaking of actors, Norman Reedus was recently <laughs> claimed that death training two is an early development. Whoops. He already talked about how we're working on the sequel. And it's like, I don't think you're supposed to say <laughs> that, but nope. I mean, this game was, as far as I remember, a pretty big hit, both critically and commercially. Is that fair to say? I yeah. would agree with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it, I think the re, uh, the director's cut even sold well, like on yeah, PC it did, and stuff on like that. On the PC, so. yeah, I think that did pretty yeah. well. So I, I mean, I don't think it was one of those like crazy successes. That's like, oh my, like Elden Ring is selling crazy numbers. I don't right, think it was right. like that, but I think it did really well and it made them good money. So for that year, yeah. For what it is, like how unique of a game it is, and yeah. not a lot of combat, and just it being wacky, yeah, it it did pretty well. I think so. it's fair to say that a sequel would do even better because I think it this game has had a long life, and people have like myself discovered it after the fact or you know finally mm-hmm. came around to after the fact and so yeah i could i could see that being a hit but we'll see um i feel i think it's safe to say it's being worked on though it just hasn't been officially announced yet um yeah. kojima's gonna beat the shit out of Rick. <laughs> <laughs> he's gonna be like hey because you must i don't <laughs> there it is again <laughs> so wait what does that mean jeff what uh what is yes. this i don't remember what means, <laughs> but i learned it from before and it's just stuck with me how do you say I'm going to beat your <laughs> Japanese? <laughs> That's what he's going to tell him. Yeah, say get over here, Norman Reedus, in Japanese. Ich weiß nicht. Thank you. That sounded German. I was going to say that sounded oh, that did not sound Japanese. <laughs> he's just like, if you speak any of the Axis languages from World War II, they, they all in account. <laughs> <laughs> Next here comes Italian. There is a question of why am I learning German and Japanese? Yeah, there is that. <laughs> there is that. What am I doing here? <laughs> Uh, Marvel's Midnight Suns has been raided in South Korea, and I feel like these types of leaks tend to yeah. it tend to bode well for upcoming release date. So this game could be 
hopefully it'd be a good summer game, I think, because Marvel Midnight Suns is one of those games that is not at the very top of my like hype list or the games that I can't wait for, but I'm, I am interested in it. Obviously. I would definitely play that, yeah. Yeah, so it could be a really great summer release. We've talked about how there's not a ton of AAA must-play games, and so this is a great time for games like this and uh, some of the stuff Nintendo is going to be putting out this summer. It's a great time for those kind of games to arrive. So we'll see. We'll see if that one gets an official date or not. Uh, last week, we did a quiz about canceled games, and this is one I didn't know was being worked on. That's Scarface 2. So I remember the Scarface game, which was... Uh, I, I wrote it down. Let me see if I have it. I don't it. think I ever played it because it came out when I hadn't seen it yet. 2006 is when the Scarface game came out. Mm. And, you know, it was a little bit like kind of Grand Theft Auto in some ways, kind of like Mafia in some ways, kind of like the Godfather game, which, by the way, I loved the Godfather game as well. Yeah, I, I played that. Was, that game was pretty fun. Um, and Scarface game was okay. I actually got pretty decent reviews back in the day, you know, kind of like high sevens, low eights, I think, across the board. Swimming in seven. Uh, a little a little bit above that, right? It was mm. uh, not quite an eight either. So anyway, um, but there's some screenshots that have been released by former employees of Radical Entertainment showing off the Las Vegas Strip, the surrounding Nevada so desert. Uh, the sequel was planned for 2009, 2010, but that did not end up happening. I think Radical Entertainment ended up providing I mean, support for Destiny. Is kind of where they shifted the, over. Oh, the, that was does, their destiny. Oh, yes. Oh, well done. Well, does the game end the way the movie ends? Because how do you make a sequel? Like, so I'm not sure where the <laughs> story was going does to be. A lot they, of cocaine. They they <laughs> did talk about how you reprise the role of Tony Montana. So I'm not sure what that means. Tony, Tony Montana. Prequel or, Tony Montana, or hey, he's that? not really. That? He survived, you know, but uh, I don't know how. I'm a white guy playing. Um, you know what it is. Cuban. How's it going? Ah. He finds the, he finds the <laughs> Dragon Balls. Hoo-ah. His wow. some some of his crew finds the Dragon Balls in there. Dragon Ball. Oh, Don't it. insert yes. your horrible anime into this stuff. I'm, yes. I'm so sick of this. Speaking of which, uh, rewatching Dragon Ball Super almost I'm sorry again. So my condolences. Mm, it's very good. On Crunchyroll. On Funimation, actually. Funimation. Funimation. Got it. Funimation. Yeah. Uh, how's your dog, how's your dog Goku doing, by the way, Jeff? Oh yeah, Goku. My dog Goku. Major uh, anime fan over there, folks. Yep. So the Dying Light Studio Techland, I think they've made a couple of really solid open world games, and now they're shifting their focus to what they say is going to be a fantasy action RPG. Sweet. And I'm interested in this. So, so far the team, they, they're hiring, uh, looks like up to 70 or maybe almost, just under 70 open positions for this game, a whole, a wide variety of game development positions, but Here's what caught my attention outside of the genre, which catches my attention. And Techland, I think, makes some pretty solid games. We talked about Dying Light 1 and 2. They're not bad games. They just, that 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 genre and the first-person perspective didn't quite click with me, even though I did right. enjoy them and I acknowledge them as fun. Um, but here's the team responsible for this new IP. A number of former CD Projekt Red staff, including yeah. Yeah. Open World, their Open World director from Cyberpunk Witcher 3. A narrative director from The Witcher 2 and Witcher 3, and the narrative lead from Witcher 2 and Witcher 3. Oh, wow. Like, oh. So they all Dude. just migrated over there? like. Uh, yeah, so they essentially just hired those folks away from CD Projekt Red, it sounds like. Also, hmm. the creative director from Prince of Persia, Sands of Time, and Mad Max, and the lead Ooh. game designer from Deathloop, and the lead animator from Horizon Zero Dawn. Oh, sh- <laughs> all right. So, Wow, this is this is not a crew who doesn't know what they're doing. So this we'll feels see. like a super developer, uh, a yeah. super team or something. I hope yeah. they don't like butt heads. There's a lot of uh, totally different stuff. ideas in there. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, but I, I, I'm excited to see what this is. You know, I'm assuming maybe a reveal in 2023 might see some kind of teaser trailer for whatever this is. Might be later, but this is cool that that's being worked on. And it's cool that Techland is venturing outside of their Dying Light IP, yeah. which I know, I mean, that's where they I, made their, their money. But I'm all, I'm all about a fantasy setting. So yeah, I'm, I'm all, I'm all for that. So absolutely. Uh, Test Drive Unlimited Solar Crown, which is a little bit of a, mouthy title i'm not a big fan of that title but test drive i remember from way back in the day you know on pc and stuff like that um but this game was supposed to come out sometime in 2022 i think they announced it last year if i remember right and now they're saying it's not going to come till next year 2023 and it is not going to have any um last gen versions so no ps4 xbox all right that's fair so do it i think do that with all the games let's yep Time to pull I'm in agreement on that. Uh, apologies to everybody that is uh, poor or whatever. I don't know what their excuse is. <laughs> we talked about this last week. It's like if you really wanted one of these, you you have one. If you really really wanted one, yeah. Um, then you... I mean, I know there. God, there's some extenuating circumstances, whatever. Blah blah blah. Uh, but for real though, I mean, if you read like if you were dead set on having one, yes. Uh, if, and you if, if it's up so for important it already, to you that you have one and you want the new games, you got to buy the new games when they mm-hmm. come out. You have one of the, the new systems. You just yeah, do. And exactly. Just... Especially if you already saved up. If you already saved up for it, have that money put aside and you still don't have one, uh, uh, what, are you, what are you doing? Yeah. Well, like yeah. You just subscribe to one of those Twitter people yes. that alerts you and you'll get in there. I mean, you, you, have, you right away, like, I mean, not right away, but like you have a better shot. Because uh, are the scalpers that, still getting in there and taking them? Like, is that the, still a thing? Like, they are, but the, the prices are unsteadily on the decline. Like, the the payoff for people who are buying and reselling right away is actually getting quite low at this point. Right. So, yeah, it's because it's in not as much of demand, I would imagine. Yep. And then you got to, you know, shipping and all that stuff. So anyway, um, there you go. Microsoft has really the only piece of news that applies to them also applies to Nintendo that I could find this week. And that is that Fall Guys is finally coming to their consoles and it's going to be free to play across all platforms um, on June 21st. And that's going to come to Switch. And I didn't realize Xbox it was consoles. not, did not realize it was not on I think Xbox. it was a $20 game on the PlayStation 4 and PC. I think it was 20, might have been 30. And it was announced like, hey, it's coming to other consoles. They just kind of never gave any more details around that. And. <clears throat> I think it was actually even a PlayStation Plus game on, at launch. I could be wrong. That sounds right. I think, I think it, it might have been. And then it been. went to the twenty dollars. Yeah. Um, and it'll be on. Oh, maybe it's not on PC. Maybe it was just PS4, and now it's coming to Epic Game Store, Switch, and Xbox. I think that's what it is. Sweet. On, on June twenty-first. That game is uh, really fun with a party, of course. But really it fun. is. I love like the silly, wacky floppiness of yeah of all it's of it. It's like, so dumb. Yeah. The yeah. physics, yeah. Um. This is such a weird announcement, but I had to bring it up. Like, so Nintendo has a new <laughs> investor now, and that is what it's it's called this public investment fund. It's a sovereign wealth fund out of Saudi Arabia, and they basically it's chaired by the Crown Prince Mohammed bin Salman. Sure, and of course it is. You guys knew this, <laughs> um, but they made this purchase for investment purposes, and now they own five point zero one percent of nintendo they they have that stake in nintendo yeah. now the um, government is very involved in stuff like this and, and bringing sports over there and stuff like that like they yeah. have a whole fund for bring bring wwe over here they have a whole fund for that it's kind of crazy and that makes them the fifth largest nintendo shareholder so not oh they're not like Lord. 
but that's wow. pretty big. They should be like not a shareholder, but you know whatever money talks, I guess. But so the next right. the next Mario game, he's gonna not gonna be a plumber. He'll be an oil tycoon sitting in a palace <laughs> in the Middle East. <laughs> his head be... gets his head gets chopped off in the middle of the game. Oh jeez, oh, this is getting oh. real racist real fast. <laughs> racist. Factual, you know what's funny is bro? the only uh, the last time as soon as I hear Saudi Arabia, I think of that movie The Kingdom, which I love that movie. With uh, oh dude, that movie is intense. Oh, with my Jason God. Bateman and Jamie Fox and yep, Jennifer yep, Garner, yep, like. Yep. I love that, that movie. That's a fantastic. Yeah, it's it's just super tense and like just. But it does a great end. job of also showing the 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 Saudi police officer. Right. Yep. 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 And like, it's not just like here are the Americans are the heroes. It's not that at no, all. Like, no. it, it does a really good job of sh- showing both sides oh, and then more. You care about that dude, like totally, big yeah. time. And so, yeah. oh man, I love and that final scene is so why, intense. That's why House of Ashes is a good game. Nope. Because it it is like beginning that's of an Iraq agenda. War. And it it uh, it you're one of the characters you play is is a is an Iraqi soldier. There you go. Yeah. An and I just I love stories like that. Yeah, um, I thought no, the way I was, they did I was that referring was to uh, well, I guess they chopped his body into pieces. I was referring to that uh, American journalist they totally murdered uh, uh, the Saudi Arabian oh, yeah. government. No, I got you. Yeah, I got you. Um, no, they're not great. But there's moments <laughs> in, that, in that movie. There's moments in that movie, The Kingdom, where they get they go visit the prince at like his mansion, and he's like holding a hawk or something. It's like this, and they can't look at him in the eye. Or there's all kinds of rules they have around yeah, it yeah, that yeah. are very tense. And uh, and I'm pretty sure Jeremy Piven plays a character in it. I think he's over there as like an ambassador or some kind of an assistant to the ambassador. Jeremy Piven. I haven't heard that name in ages, bro. Wow. You know what I'm talking about? The guy from Entourage, like Fast Talk. Ari, yeah, Ari Gold. Yeah. Entourage. Yeah. Entourage. (laughs) And uh, and Kyle Chandler plays a small role in it too. I mean, I love Kyle Chandler, man. Put him in more stuff. That dude is great. He's solid in every role. He's so good. He was he was so good as uh, Jason Bateman's brother. Yeah, Kingdom. In Game Night, he was so good. Hey, by the way, speaking of Kyle Chandler real quick, I know we're off of stuff we watched, but is Bloodline worth the time? I've been curious about that show. I The first season is amazing. Okay. Uh, the second season, not as amazing at all. And then I heard, yes, and then I heard the third season was like actually bad. Like bad, bad. Oh, that's a bummer. And I heard how it ended, and I was like, oh, well, then I'm not going to watch this show. Yeah, that's a bummer. Uh, <laughs> that's a bummer. Yeah, um, but that I do. I feel like Kyle huh? Chandler. Hey, listen, I still like, and I know that it. I know that it is a essentially a soap opera set in Texas. I know, but Friday Night Friday Lights, Lights, yeah, is so entertaining. I still love that show. And I've heard so many good things about that show. And I love it. That's man. another one that, like The Wire, that I gotta, I gotta sit down and actually like watch. That Friday Night Lights is a show that has a super strong first season. Second season was interrupted by the writer strike, and it was going some weird direction storyline. That's where it feels very soap opera-y, like who's sleeping with who and then who was you know there was an accidental murder that they try to cover up it's it gets a little too like out sounds there like, uh, yeah. sounds like one tree but, hill nonsense but they, like. they get back on track and the third fourth and fifth seasons all very much are like small town he's just trying to get by and coach his team but all this drama keeps popping up around him and like him and his wife trying to fight through it like i love that type of stuff. i love it i thought it was yeah. really really good um and that's the first time that i saw michael b jordan and something he's in seasons four and five yeah yeah uh, man, well, he's a, in the wire too. He was in like ten or something mm, in the wire. That's where yep. I. That's that's where I've. I feel like that's where I've seen him at his youngest. He has a pretty important role in that movie, in that show. Um, yeah. all right, some PlayStation classics we know are coming uh to PS Plus, and specifically Siphon Filter used as the example here are going to have trophy support, yeah. which I think is really cool. Um, that they're going to add that. I to play that for the first time. Games. That's cool. That's right. And so I think it gives you outside of nostalgia, it gives you incentive to try out some of these and maybe yeah. even 
play them through. Um, I don't know if you saw they had announced earlier too. Like some of the, um, I don't know if all of them or some of them are going to have like extra features, like being able to rewind. Um, or oh, like I didn't see this. Or like, like save states. Yeah, yeah, save states because some of the Ooh. games um, had like kind of you know like bad spacing um, as far as like, dude. Do you remember progression. the PlayStation? You had to buy a memory card to save games. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. Hey, you got to buy hard drives now if you, you want more space. You had that for N64 or two and PS2. And, it's yep. true. It's yeah. true. It was that era. Rumble packs. Remember when Rumble had to uh, yes. get to buy it separately? Yes. Rumble? Well, listen, we can say what we want about Nintendo, but they introduced the idea of the analog stick, the yeah. Rumble pack, like this idea that now we're just kind of a given in controllers and in experiences. Yeah. yeah. But um, the now it's like a pack. thing people brag about is like the DualShock. Yeah. Remember yeah. the expansion pack on the N64? Expansion pack, yeah, which... Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which I was always I, required at a certain point. Like, it's like, if you don't have it... I think it, it was after Majora's Mask. I think they the idea was to do more with it, but it was almost kind of like the new Nintendo 3DS where they didn't end up doing a ton with it. I don't yeah. think. I could be yeah. wrong. Um, I remember it being required for a lot of titles later I, on might, in the it N64 run. I think it came with Majora's Mask, because I remember, I specifically remember it being tied to Majora's Mask. That's my, what my memory is telling. I remember having to buy it separately for... A, couple of titles that i was like come on man i just want to play this game and yeah whatever yeah so yeah they're also the ones who introduced like the mid console generation upgrade idiots <laughs> yeah. um yeah it's their fault uh so yeah playstation plus as we're getting closer and closer to launch here in about three weeks i think um we're getting a lot more news about it in addition to the trophies for classic games we're getting a list and and like small chunks we're finally hearing about some of the games that are coming out and also mm-hmm. ubisoft plus which we've I, we didn't talk about this on the show, but I did read a while back that they're planning on bringing it to consoles. We just didn't know how and when. If you're not familiar, Ubisoft Plus is their subscription service where you can have access to essentially their whole catalog, including a lot of times day and date new releases. Like that's how I played Assassin's Creed Valhalla on my PC as I sub- subscribed to that for a couple months. Um, and um, anyway, so that is coming to consoles, which I think is very cool. I think that's a good service if you like their games. Um, but in addition to that, we don't know if that's going to be included with the PS Plus or Game Pass subscriptions. We don't know how they're going to do Ubisoft Plus. But we do know they're going to be adding Ubisoft Plus Classics to the PlayStation Plus Extra and Premium subscription. So if you subscribe there, you'll have access to a good chunk of the Ubisoft back catalog, including yeah. some more recent games like AC Valhalla. You'll have access to Assassin's Creed Valhalla, uh, The Crew 2, Child of Light, Far Cry 3 and 4, um, Let's see. Set both. Uh, excuse me. <clears throat> both South Park games. Nice. Division. Not Division. Awesome. Two, Those South Park games, bro. A couple of the trials. Just games. the first division. Just the first division, which is strange. That's that is strange. dumb. <laughs> um, Watch Dogs. Just the first Watch Dogs. Also kind of strange. Uh, but their their idea is that's 27 games they have listed. Their idea is to get up to 50 by the end of the year. They they want there to be Ubisoft Plus Classics as part of the playstation subscription service we haven't heard anything if they're going to do that with microsoft yet i wouldn't be surprised if they did unless part of their deal with sony is don't do this with microsoft because i guess game pass has the connection with the ea play where you can yeah bunch of ea games and so maybe ubisoft will back sony i'm not sure how that will work but there'll be a good amount of stuff to play if you've got that play new playstation plus subscription which i did have a chance to I, i didn't stack a ton I just did the one full year, uh, and I'll get it at a much cheaper price because I did that. Yeah, they said that they're going to try to make it as simple as possible, not convoluted. So there's going to be sort of like 
like for example so i have i bought a couple extra years of playstation plus so i have like basically three years stacked of playstation plus so i think there's going to be they're essentially going to allow you to be able to convert that in sort of like a seamless way if i yep. want to get the highest tier like kind of so i math done for you so i had ps plus which actually expires like two days before they launched this new one so i'm just going to let it expire and then i'll uh, because I subscribed to PlayStation Now for a right. year, right. and that's going to transfer over to their highest level of subscription service. So I, mean, I didn't want to go beyond that because I was like, what if I get it? And I'm like, I don't use this. I don't care about it. So mm-hmm. I, I knew that I'd be paying more if I end up loving it and want to keep it. So, But we'll see. We'll see what happens. I just don't want them to make their games worse if they do day and date for new games. That'd be horrible <laughs> if they had to make their games worse. Well, that's very noble of you, Tim. Yeah. I know. I know. It's very noble. All right, let's uh, wrap up with stuff that we're playing. I've actually got a few games I wanted to talk about before we do that. I do want to hear, and Dan, I didn't see anything on here that you're playing. So I mean, what are you playing? I'm just still kind of plugging away at uh, a Uden uh, Chronicle Rising. Yeah, what are your updated thoughts on that game? So I just got to the, I think you guys meant, or one of you mentioned the snowy area. Yep. I just got there. Um, yep. So so now I do finally have the uh, the third character. So yep. play, play around there with sort of the... Um, Bouncing back and forth between all the characters. I it's got all the stamps too. Three total, too. right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, cool. So I, I did clear one whole, like, sheet of stamps. So yep. I, I think you can do oh, one wow. extra, like, sort of extra combo. Mm-hmm. Um, so that that's pretty cool. Which, with the three characters, all of a sudden, it makes it real fast and seamless. That's cool. Right. And, and yeah, because you stack it, and then it kind of it does, like, a lot of, like, it does critical. You get a lot of uh, critical damage. There, and it kind of so. slows everything down. Like, whatever right. enemies are doing, they kind of all slow down, which is cool. Yeah. Exactly. So it gives you kind of a second to think too, and try to like maybe back away if you have to. Um, yeah, I mean it's it's fun. It's definitely. Um, I mean, as far as like the just trudging through side quests, just kind of typical RPG stuff. It's like, oh well, these are kind of mindless. Like, like literally, some of them are like you're in the town and somebody's like, hey, I got a thing for this person. Can you go give it to them? And it, you literally go one screen over. You're like, you can just do this yourself, you jackass. Like, you literally, <laughs> all you had to do was just walk over there. Yeah. <laughs> Um, very old school but whatever i mean it's fine it's it's fun upgrading like the the town and then like upgrading the buildings once they've already been built to kind of you know unlock new materials and new stuff like that just that that loop is is fun so it's also funny when they ask you to go get like lumber and i'm looking around like there's so many trees in this town (laughs) there's so many trees so so many but you have to get them from the great forest where there's enemies huh all right i'll go right yeah no absolutely where all the monsters are yeah okay fine got it well that lumber is more hardened and aged so um, see jeff knows jeff gets it and then i just want to i just want to real quick so i'm still i still haven't finished stranger of paradise <laughs> i'm uh final fantasy why is that still installed i i just i have to finish it i have to i no, just it, i'm i i feel obligated to because fi- i want i want to finish that game and then i want to because everyone's like or not everyone but like derek even brought it up people were like oh the ending is actually really cool and interesting so i want to finish that game see the ending and be like you know what fine sure okay that was cool but you're all freaking stupid cuz this game sucks like <laughs> this is a bad video game and i'm tired of people being like well i mean it's jack is so funny cuz he's just like whatever like chaos the guy who puts on his headphones and walks away listening to, like, yes. Mudvayne or whatever. Papa Roach. <laughs> Cut my um, life in two pieces! It's just... Oh, it's, it's this just, is my last day, son. It's just such a bad game. It's just so... Uh, 
It's hard to explain unless you're. My wife's like, playing. "What are you doing?" <laughs> <laughs> She's like, "Why are you listening to like early 2000s rock?" So, like, uh, actually, your opinion has kind of swayed me or dissuaded me, I guess, into actually getting the game because it's I on was, sale right now, Jeff. I mean, <laughs> it better be like five bucks because I'm not buying it for more than. I mean, More than like five or ten. Yeah, it's, honestly, it's on the Epic Games sale right now, which, by the way, you guys should all check out the Epic Store sale, which is giving away 25% coupons most, every yeah. time you check out. Yeah, I got two games. Uh, uh, one of them was a release from this year, Forgive Me Father. It looks like a... Uh, I haven't played it yet, obviously, because uh, I don't I don't, I don't, don't really game, guys. I don't know if you know this about me. <laughs> we, are aware. Um, we are aware. Uh, they have, Forgive they Me Father Final like Fantasy VII. Uh, first person, like, Doom-type uh, animation. Old Doom. Oh, okay. Uh, so it's like a retro shooter, but I heard the good things about on Steam and stuff. So um, I got it on Epic Games for like ten bucks. Well, um, FF Seven Remake Integrate is down to fifty, which I know is still pricey, but it's not. I mean, it was normally seventy, yeah. so you can mm. get that one for a little cheaper. Yeah, at how least. much is uh, Stranger of Paradise? I think it's like forty something right now. I gotta search for it. I bet I it's gonna be like. I think it's twenty five. I think it was twenty five percent off. off. So yeah. yeah. That game is normally sixty. It's down to forty-five. So Forty, it's twenty-five. Yeah, so, eh. Twenty-five. Yeah. No, honestly, honestly, like twenty bucks, like the most. Is, I'm just gonna wait till it's the free Epic Game like. Store. Yeah. The free game and the Epic. Yeah, the free game. game. Yeah. It's I'll, just. It's, I'll rely on you to be to be the one to tell us about that. Like, <laughs> or, that like or it's on Game Pass, maybe. Like Tim, especially yeah. because obviously you, me, and Derek have like you know been doing this like how i'm not like super into souls like to me it's like i kind of like i'm like kind of over it and like i find it annoying that people compare this game to souls because it's like what exactly about this is souls like it's almost an insult to the soul series because like at least with that like yeah i'm not like super super into it but but i get it you know maybe they're trying to say like I'm frustrated like I am with Souls games. Well, like, so, like... <laughs> but it's a different kind of frustration. I love that. I don't realize that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, like, with this game, yeah. like, you basically are building up your your magic meter by uh-huh. um, doing the soul crush thing. That's where you see the enemies turn into, like, red, red crystals, and then he crushes oh, them. Yeah, yeah. And it builds up your, your magic meter. So if you die, that magic meter starts to dwindle down. So you lose that. So as opposed to losing souls, you're, like, losing your magic meter because you want to have your magic meter be like as as full as possible right. so you can do more There's special game that, that does but it's that like right now and i can't remember what it is though but um, that's not even really like so like it i don't know dude it's just the combat is just so wonky and it's like the timing of of when you're trying to do your attacks just don't feel natural or good like elden ring feels good like you when you get killed in Elden Ring or you make a mistake, you're like, I get it. Like, I messed up. I was being impatient. I was being stupid, whatever. Um, in this game, it's just like, you take a corner and there's suddenly like six enemies and you're like, okay, fine, let me try to... And they do like these special attacks, but they're all doing them at different times. So like the window is just not... Like there's not a natural window to sort of like counter... Like, yeah. I don't know. It's just... And that's the redeeming thing about this game is like, oh, the combat is competent. But like there's just moments like that where it's just like this. But now this is falling apart because what you want me to do doesn't make sense because you're just throwing a bunch of enemies at me or the timing is just purposefully off. And the the boss is like way faster than I can react because the animations of Jack are just are are not as fast as they should be to react to the enemy. Like, yeah, I don't know. It's just it's such a bad game. It's so yeah, bad. I've got I've got no I had no interest in playing it when I first Saw the trailer, I was like, boy, does this look cheesy and not that great. So yeah. I wasn't that interested, but the more I've heard about it and hearing you talk about it, 
if, if anyone in our on our podcast is going right. to convince me to play this game, it's going to be you. Yeah. And you have told me, I think it's got now four episodes of discussion about this pod yeah. about this game, maybe more than that, where it's been like, don't play this game. It's not good. And yeah. so. But I want to I want to finish it and maybe even do like an actual like, you know, Chocobo Central episode about it and just yeah. totally just demolish it. Yeah. And also like <laughs> what went wrong with it? Like, OK, here's yeah. the elements they got right and here's what they're trying to do and here's what went wrong. And I'd, right. I'd love to hear that. That'd be yeah, great. Yeah. Um, and Jeff, I know you've been playing more Kirby in the Forgotten Land. One yeah, of the yes. unsung That's... but excellent games of the year. It's so good. Um, so I the only opportunity for gaming that I have, because I swear to God, every week I have something coming up after work that I'm just always busy after work and I'm not in the mood to game when I'm finally at home ready to relax. Yeah, you got to watch some Star um, Trek. So, right, exactly. It's important, yeah, guys. Right. I got to yeah. see how they're going <laughs> to save a planet that they're not even supposed to interfere with, but they save them. got to save the whales. Um, Go get them, Anson Mount. <laughs> Mount that Anson. Um, so, so <laughs> I, I know uh, what that means. I don't either. Uh, so, I um, worked from home twice this week and that gave me some time to turn on the switch. And the only game that was like, I was scrolling through the games I had from this year that I wanted mm -hmm. to, the only game that appealed to me that I had installed was Kirby. So I just jumped back in and it's again, that's something that I can actually play while I'm uh, watching something more passively, like a YouTube thing that's longer, like a podcast or something. Yeah. Um, so like, I don't know, man, I just love the crap out of this game. It's super uh, fun. It's, yeah. It's difficult to put down. I was like in the middle of playing it when you messaged me for this. And, uh, um, I just love, I don't know, the, the feeling of like a lot. I know that this isn't a new thing, but the feeling of like unlocking things, I just like that. Well, the upgrading. <laughs> that simple. The upgrading uh, is new for Kirby, I think. The upgrading oh, cool. Yeah, yeah, okay, because yeah, yeah that, that happens after you clear the whole first area. Uh, you get you go back to the Dude, store. Some of those upgrades are so cool. Yeah. yeah, yeah I just got, cool. I got the first two ones that were available to me, which is the volcano fire and the yeah. uh, double throwing thing yeah whatever. yeah the, the like slicer thing whatever yeah yeah exactly um and i just i just love the idea of yeah anything you collected in those levels are now going to be at the store it's right, it's yeah. just so simple obviously but like yeah. um yeah that opens up after you've beat that first area so now i'm in like that beach area yeah. um kind of like at the one third of the way through that um I like how the level changes. I don't know. They feel organic and not so jarring or something. I like when you enter a level and it's kind of cinematic. Like he yeah. enters like a building or something oh, yeah. and the camera kind of pans in a certain yeah. way. And you're mm -hmm. like, oh, this is pretty cool. Like he's entering it and it's kind of That happened like... with the uh, the boss at the end of the mall. Um, yeah. At the yeah, end yeah. of the mall. Like the way he first appears is like. Right. It's a cinematic thing where he shows up in the window. And, and I know that's in the demo, out. but. He, he, you have an opportunity to dodge him, or I was being an idiot and looked away, and he grabbed me and threw me down. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but that's yeah. uh, that's such a cool thing, and actually, you can control Kirby as the Mr. Moment's T gorilla, happening. the Mr. T gorilla. Yeah, 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 Mr. T gorilla. Yeah. Not racist, totally not racist. Uh, <laughs> He's and, just uh, got gold chains like Mr. T, <laughs> and, uh, and the mohawk, and I and like the him. mohawk. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And he says a lot of racial slurs, but it's fine, guys. It's like. <laughs> Not a big deal. I think he says something about pitting somebody. I don't know. Says F the police a lot. Really he was weird. calling Kirby a cracker. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Only white people be swallowing shit like that. Um, that's, cut that. 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 Oh, man. So I got to give my... I, I, I did not beat this game. I've played... I asked my son, like, how many levels do you think I played? Because I've joined him co-op several times. 
I probably only played about a third of the level, so there's a lot of yeah. game I haven't experienced, but I got to try out most of the powers because he unlocked all the powers and upgraded all of them. So we were playing around wow. with all the powers, and yeah, it's fun. super fun, man. Like it's it's so creative. I and love so stumbling fun. upon a thing that it's like a temporary thing that you can swallow, and it's like a bigger yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. a pipe, so you can like just yeah. roll down a hill. Yep, yep, yep. The uh, stairs, so the stairs is my favorite. The stairs, yeah, the, the stairs, stairs is ridiculous. Good. Like yeah. just. Just, just flopping, flopping over, yeah. yeah. I still like the cone, like a, a too, big giant. The cone is good. Hole, yeah. The yep. donut hole one where you can just, uh, you just uh, poof out some air, <laughs> poof, yeah, and use that to like ride your boat or whatever. And yep. it's yeah, so yep. it's so much fun though. The uh, light bulb, the light bulb is actually really creative. Like those. I haven't that one yet. Oh, sorry. Okay, Thanks. my bad. It's, it's not really a spoiler for me. I don't really care about <laughs> that stuff. So yeah, yeah uh, those are those are really creative. It's kind of like um like a haunted house kind of vibe. Okay. Well, that's cool. Yeah, I do want to keep playing it because it's just I don't know. That's the kind of game I'm in the mood for. And uh, I, I you, you, you did in Chronicle uh, <laughs> something that's like a little more breezy of a play and yeah. like uh, you know, yeah, it's uh, not going to make your hands only... sweat and make you grind your teeth while you're yeah. playing. It. You know, it's not that nah. kind of game. Aiden Chronicle, I would have played more if it were on if I got it on Switch or something, but I got sure. it on Game Pass, yeah. um, so I have to put it on my PC and like uh, pay more attention to it. Uh, <laughs> So that's the only reason I haven't really played that more, even though I remember feeling it was more of like a breezy game, even though it is an RPG. It's 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 easier to get into. Okay. Do the tasks and stuff like that. Anyway, uh, yeah, Kirby all the way, pretty much. Well, I did finish uh, Sleeping Dogs off my backlog, Hall of Shame. Yes. I'm the only one who's completed I'm his so assignment. So glad somebody did it. Um, I think I spent a to- according to Steam about 15 hours total in that game, maybe a little more, maybe more under. I can't remember, but about 15 hours total. Um, so I did some side stuff, definitely left a lot on the table. Um, I just kind of didn't, I didn't want to collect all the statues and, or go unlock all of sure. the cop missions and whatever else. Like I, I, after a while I was like, I get it. I need to ram this car off the road and then beat up the guys when they get out. Like I, I understand what the, what the, what these missions are. Um, but it's really good. It's got a, uh, incredibly violent kind of Yakuza story like you know or even a mafia style story you know it's very violent very sad very you know elements of revenge elements of like trying to decide who you really are because you've got these two identities you're trying to balance and it's good it's really good like i i enjoyed it immensely and i really hope that uh, the embracer group green lights a sequel so yeah it was weird that they just never ever made one they must have just not sold well or you know what it's because i had looked it up and square was the publisher so that makes sense (laughs) <laughs> I, I forgot and that you know, it's funny how much you love and hate them it really is great you know it's just when you love something you you want it to be the best version that it can be so you scold them when they do something wrong we are hurt the most by those we love the most that's right um so yeah i i loved it what a great one to pick off my backlog hall of shame i'm happy about that i think in june we'll do this again and we can kind of decide like all right we're we're gonna move on past the ones we tried the, mm. the idea was to at least try out the games that are on your backlog yeah. And if it doesn't click and you don't keep playing, it clicked for me because I happened to get you guys picked a really good game for me to go back and play. Um, and so we'll we'll try it again in June and see if we can knock it's it not on. That, it's not for me. It's not that Bioshock isn't good. There's like a resource management aspect. It's not that huge of a resource management aspect, but there is some of it that I'm like, I'm not really in the mood for that right now. I kind of just want to do the Kirby thing, you know, like something simple. And also Mass Effect is fairly long, right? So, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> So. Is it? And the war asset stuff is like, oh, I gotta go with these planets now and run away from yep. Reapers as I and, scan. Well, Andromeda is no joke. Like that's yeah. a big game. Oh, that so. too. That, oh, 
thought yeah. we were talking about your first time playing through the trilogy for some reason. Right, right. Uh, but Andromeda, yes. Yeah, that's no joke. And there, there um, is scanning in that one too, I guess, right? It's scanning of planets and stuff. Yeah, like. yeah, there yeah. is. It's not as detailed as the second one. None of them are, but uh, right. Yeah. Um, I did need a bit of a palate cleanser, just kind of something to play mindlessly while I had a podcast on in the background or maybe a show on my phone on the side or something. So I saw this game on CD keys for pretty cheap. So I grabbed House Flipper on Steam. Sure. Um, I also thought it'd be funny to like, because my wife's really into those house flipping shows, the HGTV yeah. shows and stuff. And so I was like, hey, you want to try playing this? She has no interest. But she thought it was like the idea of it was funny. Sure. Um, mm-hmm. This is legitimately um just a simulation type of a game that's all it I figured, is i figured it's a first person game where you walk around completing various tasks purchasing stuff you can decorate the houses and it's weird to make to it first person and not like from a sims perspective <laughs> you know like from top right. down agreed. it's really weird but agreed um but yeah every t- it's not as simple as something like the sims where you just click on a color and it shows up they kind of they want you to do the tedious tasks yeah, and then you yeah, actually yeah. upgrade you actually upgrade <laughs> skills like I'd rather totally, play unpacking three more hard pat. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's totally unnecessary for them to make you paint one yeah. line at a time, and then after you do a certain number of those, it'll say you've earned a perk, you know, an upgrade point. And now it's you can do two at a time, and you paint seventy five percent faster. Like, it starts to do that. And I'm like, all right, I see what you're doing here, but I I have played it a lot because it's a mindless game that you can just kind of dive into while you're listening to something. And there is something very satisfying about you show up to this absolutely trashed out house there's garbage everywhere it's filthy spray paint everywhere so you take your various tools and you clean it up you add furniture you put new carpet down like there is something about that i don't know what it is that i'm kind of like that felt pretty good tim you know you can just do all these things in real life right like mowing <laughs> Mow mowing your, your mowing your lawn <laughs> flipping houses unpack things you're unpack. missing one key component is i get to stay right here and don't sure. have to move fair through. enough fair enough Let's do those things speaking sure. of podcasts you might be listening to have ever you tried the batman unburied podcast no on spotify it's no. the new number one apparently podcast it's the first one to dethrone rogan in like ages mm. um but uh it's like yeah it's a totally original like radio it's almost like a radio show uh voice acted by like uh, uh winston duke is bruce wayne uh oh. silence is thomas wayne Ooh. Uh, uh, um uh regina rodriguez is barbara gordon Riddler is Hassan Minaj. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of people in it like that. It, it, the way it starts, too, is like Bruce Wayne is uh, he's a doctor now, but he's like a forensic pathologist. So he looks over dead bodies uh, from, of murder victims huh. and and he'll like he'll like kind of get into the brain of the person that killed them and like kind of try to discover what their motive That's was, cool. how they killed them and stuff. And his parents are still alive at the start. And hmm. so like everything's totally different at the start of it and at you know you have to you have to listen to it to find out how what happens like why is why is he not really batman uh, suddenly sure. um th- so there's like two stories kind of being told at the same time uh at the start of it and um how they converge is it's very interesting i didn't think i'd be into like radio show type podcast but I've listened to a few that I've liked, and I'm gonna, I want to try that one out um cuz I do love the batman the other one that's so. there's there's one i did actually try that was a similar radio show type vibe and it's called blockbuster and it's like the history of i think season two was about james cameron making titanic okay uh and actually it's just about as a career in general it's just about him starting with uh, terminator and going to aliens and then titanic 
I think that's where it ends is Titanic. Um, and it's just about him in general and it's all voice acted and they got some narrator that's kind of like moving things along. So you don't spend too long in a certain, certain year. And then the one, I think season one was about Steven Spielberg and John Williams specifically. Their oh, okay. relationship. Um, so like, man, the voice acting is top notch. They get to use the actual music. Uh, that's cool. God, I, yeah. If you're the a only one that, nerd, that's a good the one. only one that I've really gotten into was this show called we are alive. And it was, a uh, like, a. It's a, little, it's a little cheesy at times. It was made at, I want to say like 2008, 2009, and then it mm-hmm. ran for like three, four seasons, and then it was like it has a conclusion. Like it's a full story. It's their version of a zombie type apocalypse and the people trying to survive. And I thought it was really, really good, really well done. Um, so I do recommend that one. Um, I got a, a mention uh, with Silence too. By the way, there was an interview that was a clip of an interview that was trending on TikTok um, of him talking about voice acting for video games and how. He's like, they just give me a script and I read it. Uh, and and but he doesn't have any direction at all because the, the scenes are not put together yet. So yeah. he has no visual representation of what's happening. So wait, he's he not has putting to... on the suit and like acting it out? Like No, no. Oh, you're talking about mocap. No, he's not doing that. Ah, yeah, um, yeah. So like, ah. It's just audio. They, they it's just really audio. No, they have no sense of what is happening at all he's like that's the only instance that you're talking about the podcast i'm sorry i I thought you said uh when he's no 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 there's there's an interview uh i was talking about an interview where he's talking about voice acting for video games and he said that uh for video games that's where he specifically relies on directors to tell him what to do okay because he has no sense of what's happening in the scene at all because he has no visual representation the script is out of order everything is totally off so Mm -hmm. like uh, whereas he says in his words uh you know i go to a tv show and a movie i just uh, i know what i'm doing so i don't the director doesn't have to tell me anything. And like, I'm like, this guy's well, so Well, he's cool. also, he's always, <laughs> he almost is always tasked as being the guy who knows a bunch. Yeah. And yeah. like, he know he knows his very complex things, like in the Horizon games, but also in Fringe, he plays a character who yep. like yep. has incredible knowledge about stuff. Anyway, um, he, he's good um, at that kind of character. Quick, quick aside, I went to like a Miniclinica last week and on the TV, they had like some like alien conspiracy like show playing and silence that actor. Oh, that's awesome. He, he was narrating. Like, narrating. Just, like, okay. That makes yeah, sense. He, he was like on the screen and he's like the aliens and like, just, aliens. like it was, his it voice, really, his yeah. voice is so good. Yeah. yeah, yeah. One of the most um, recognizable, but I just found it interesting that video game acting for the most part, doesn't really give you context uh, yeah. for what you're, what you're doing. The director has to tell you the context more or less. Yeah. That's I, I would imagine I that's that. true. in a lot of, I wonder if something like, the Naughty Dog games, it seems like they do a lot of acting in the same room together, like full scenes, though. Right. So I don't yeah, think... the mocap folks, I'm sure they can yeah. do things in a linear fashion uh, yeah. somewhat, or they have a full script. Yeah. Uh, no. But there's no full script for Horizon, for example. They just kind of go, all right, here's what you're reading today. And <laughs> right. Kind of out of order. I kind of figured that would be mocap. That's interesting. Hmm. I'm kind of surprised it's not, too, but apparently yeah. he said it was voice acting. that he was. Well, they do a really good job with the animating Wait. it, then. I think you guys are talking about two different things again. So, right? no, I'm, I'm talking, talking about, about voice I'm acting. I'm talking about Horizon. And so, in Horizon's um, Forbidden West, he does mocap. He does? Okay. Um, he has to. I, I would. I, that's what I was saying. That's basically what I was implying. I was like, oh, like that's weird that he's not doing mocap in in Horizon. Like, he made it sound like he was in a booth. Um, Hmm. He could have been talking about other video game. Other games, yeah, yeah. Some yeah. of the he's expressions done, he makes, like that's him, like that's him standing there doing that right now. You know? <laughs> like that's snar- like a snarky look. Yeah, yeah. Um, as usual, you're two steps behind Aloy. Like, oh, okay, I see. Like the, it's, I see the voice acting, or sorry, the mo- mocap. Yeah. Okay. 
So he must have been talking about maybe some other games. That yeah, he must have been talking about just being in an actual voice. Uh, but he has done, script. yeah, he has done video game voices in the past. Um, yeah, times. So. Yeah. Uh, last game I want to talk about is uh, V Rising. V Rising. V Rising. Are we talking about um, V? Getting that V Rising, guys. We're talking about this is a game about feminism, right? Instead of P it, Rising, it is. We're talking about right. V Rising. <laughs> P declining, V Rising. Um. <laughs> So, this game, I had no idea that it was in development. I guess it's been in development for a while. I don't know if they did any kind of Kickstarter or anything, but it's, you know, I had a pretty decent following of people who are excited about it. There's a big build up to it. And just like when Valheim got released, I didn't know anything about it until it was released and kind of featured on Steam. And I was like, oh, what's this? Let me take a look at it. Same exact thing. It just, it just got released into early access. And I started reading some of the reviews like I do for a lot of games. I'll click on it. Let me just get an idea of what it is. It says, you might like this because you've played Conan. The Exiles and Valheim. I was like, all right, what does that mean? What elements of those games is it yeah. talking about? Yeah, yeah. Um, and so I started reading the comments, and like, this is as if uh, Valheim and Diablo had a had a beautiful baby. And I was mm. like, interesting. What do you mean by that? Beautiful Norse baby. So I watched some of the videos. Thought it looked pretty interesting. Yeah. It was only twenty bucks, and I was like, I'm gonna go for it. It's a small studio. Sometimes I feel better about helping a small studio for some reason. Is it for real? But, only twenty, and not on a sale. It's just no, it's regular twenty. 20? Wow, it's twenty, and then they offer you what's called the founders pack. The idea there is just to throw them an extra thirty bucks, and they'll give you some skins and some extra in-game stuff. Cool, cool. But the idea is you're you're helping support the developers more, and they don't, they're not giving you a huge deal. They're not getting thirty dollars worth of content by any stretch. It's just, I guess that's fairly common in some of these games is where you can buy the extra Founders Pack to to help out. Um, anyway, all that to say, so I bought the game, downloaded it. It opens with this cutscene where very kind of opening a Lord of the Rings style where you have a big battle that happened in the past. And this In this case, it's between vampires and humans. And they kind of show like how the vampires were defeated and sent back to the grave, essentially. And now they're rising again. So there you go. V, rising. Vampires are coming back. And the idea is... You and they want you to either join a PVE or PVP server for the most part. You don't have to. I'll get to that. But so you can join a server where you and other player vampires can travel through this pretty big map, pick a spot to kind of build your fortress, build your castle. You can raid each other. There's certain items and and gates Hmm. and stuff that you can kind of keep protected. Um, So a little bit of like rust or maybe even arc, I think, might do that where you can battle each other if you want. Or you can do a PvE server where you you and other players don't attack each other at all. You can't even if you wanted to, but you can work together on taking on all the enemies in the game. Hmm. So I did PvE, and I set it to one player and no one can join. So I just wanted to try the single-player experience, and I am finding it to be awesome as a single-player game. And I can see how it'd be fun with multiple players as well. I could see how that would be fun. Just like with Valheim, it's going to be a lot of fun with friends. Um, But essentially, the, the idea of the game is you create your vampire, which is already cool. You create what your vampire looks like. Um, there's no classes or anything. I'll tell you what. I was going to say, I don't know what kind of classes you can be. Other yeah, than there's vampire. no classes, but there are <laughs> ways you can adjust how you want to play. And I'll talk about that okay. in a second. Because there's not really levels or classes. You're not doing that. It's all gear based. It's what you equip that kind of changes stuff. And I guess Valheim's the same way. You don't really level up, although yeah. you do start to increase your skills if you run or swim a lot. Sure. Those yeah. skills yeah. will go up and they'll just take less stamina. Um, so you create your vampire, you start, you, you come out of your coffin at the beginning and then you just escape from this grave and it doesn't Rise. really tell you a lot of what to do it do- it gives you some guidance here and there kind of tells you here's the next thing to unlock hey to unlock this 
build these walls and then you can look to see the recipe for those walls okay i need a bunch of lumber so you go start chopping down trees so kind of it gives you a guide that way a little bit but it does not give you like here's a waypoint go here so Hmm. you got to the open you start building i built like a very basic little fortress you know fought a few wolves a a bear that was actually really hard to kill because i was really under leveled and once you start building a few things um the way you build your fortress it's all grid based because it's an overhead kind of isometric diablo view Right. And uh, first you set down your castle heart and every enemy you kill can give you this blood essence, which is your main kind of resource. It's these little little, little red orbs. And I'm already like nine hours, 10 hours into the game. I have way more than I know what to do with. So they, they give you plenty of those uh, throughout the game. Cool. And that that powers your castle. So it's called your castle heart. So it's like this little statue in the middle of wherever you're building that has this glowing red orb. And if it runs out, then it'll you'll get a notice that your castle is decaying and there's actually like a decay rate on your castle. If you leave it empty uh-huh. for a while with no castle heart, your castle essentially dies and turns into ruins, I guess, after a while. Mm. So they give you motivation to kind of like keep your castle alive and and that kind of thing. Um, so you, you can build workbenches, research tables, um, different refineries and stuff. The idea is you collect lumber, turn those into planks, use those to build whatever. Like kind of your basic crafting survival thing that you would expect. The difference is that um, I think the the combat is way more complex than I thought. Like I loved Valheim, my favorite game of last year. The combat isn't super complex. Like there's a few right. different things you can do, but you just kind of are whacking things, and hopefully you get a better yeah. weapon, whack it harder the next time you hit it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also you get like a shield, right? You can learn parry in Valheim. There's there's a few little things there that you can do that are different. This legitimately at the beginning, I was like, oh, you just hold in the button to attack. This is super boring. And I finally got a bone sword and I was like, all right, this is I'm just holding the button to attack. I didn't realize once you upgrade to a copper sword, now you've upgraded your second weapon ability. And then also as you defeat certain enemies, now you unlock all kinds of magic uh, or boosts. You have a dash move that you can do at the beginning where it kind of leaves a little shadow of where you were standing and you can make enemies attack that for a certain amount of time. Well, over time, you can get different versions of that where you do a dash and then you can make that explode when an enemy gets close mm-hmm. to it. You do a dash and you can poison someone if they touch it. So, like, you get all kinds of upgrades, all kinds of magic you can cast. And it really creates what I feel like is essentially, oh, I want to be a little more of a magic casting class. So I'm going to select the moves into my hot bar that I want to use for that. Or I That's where it sounds like then it starts to become really, like, Diablo-focused. It feels more that way. I, I yeah. I'm not suggesting it's anywhere near as complex and what you sure. can do with Diablo builds and all that stuff. It's not that, but you certainly can customize the way you want to play. Yeah. You get a sword, uh, axe, a giant mace. You get a spear that has a really cool combo move you can do as well. And they're, they're each good against different enemy types, um, but it really just depends on how you want to play. And so you unlock this, this thing called a blood altar and you use that to decide what, uh, I forget what they call it, but it's these special enemies that have V blood. Basically, they have, they've got some kind of strong vampire blood in them. Even if they're human characters, they've got some kind of V-blood resource that you need. So you can use the blood altar to track them. And it's, and it, it's a little bit Elden Ring style if you played that game where all of a sudden it just kind of shows you a glowing direction of where to head. Mm. It gives you that, like go this direction. And you eventually, if you keep following that, it keeps refreshing for you to kind of see what direction to go if you're tracking their blood. It's kind of like, it's almost like a smelling thing where you're, mm-hmm. you're yeah, yeah. smelling... And you eventually stumble across an enemy. There, a little bit of a boss bar comes up. You can tell, oh, I'm encountering a boss right now. Yeah. And if you defeat them, 
then at the very end you get the option to hold this button in to feed and you'll just absorb their blood and life power and then you boom you get a new skill and it unlocks something new to craft and all that stuff very satisfying moment of like i beat a boss and i just upgraded some new thing mm-hmm. um and it's not level based you don't get experience but like as you add a new piece of armor or an upgraded version of your sword your gear level goes up a little destiny like right where you have your your gear mm-hmm. level is your more important thing to worry about um so i really like all those systems the upgrades are really fun uh i think the combat's surprisingly fun and challenging like i'm at the point now where i'm already like oh this game is going to be pretty tough i think i'm at gear level 34 or something i'm not sure how how high it can go at this point um i think i'm maybe a fourth of the way through the enemy list like the boss list the v blood list whatever it's called um and uh what's really cool is the day night cycle so up in the top you see this little sun and it'll tell you what time it is, and it slowly rotates. And um, the shadows are what you have to keep an eye on. So the game very much relies on, like, there's actually a position of the sun somewhere in the sky. You can't look up, but you can just tell by the shadows where it is. And so the sun is constantly slowly moving, and so the shadows in the forest or wherever you are are slowly moving. And then if it's daytime, you got to stay in those shadows yeah. or it'll start to glow, and then all of a sudden you'll take major damage super fast, and it'll kill you. Like, obviously, you're a vampire. Or a scent of flames. So traveling around the daytime is risky. Um, I've noticed more enemies and better drops. I don't know if that's intentional or just happens to be what I, coincidence. Like I happen to get better drops, but I feel like they might be rewarding you Probably, for yeah. during the day, maybe, because it's way more dangerous. And then, of course, it'll say the moon is rising and now you can run freely wherever you want. Um, every few nights you'll get a blood moon where your speed and attack is up. There's like Ooh. a red moon and you like yeah, buddy. power, which is really cool. Um, and then... Without spoiling too much, in case you guys do play it, you can also morph into other creatures. There's certain V-Blood enemies that give you the ability to morph nice. into other creatures. Bat, can you become a Batman? Because at first I was like, where's my run button? A where's Batman. my mouse? Like, I'm, you're kind of slow, and there's a lot of like walking from point A to point B. Especially if you die, you might have to go a long way to go back to get cert- not all your items, but some items you might leave behind. Um, but eventually, the, the first thing that you morph into increases your speed by a bunch. So. I wonder if you'll um, be able to get, like, equipment, maybe, that allows you to traverse the daytime, Tim. Well, there are things that sunscreen. increase your... Sunscreen. You unlock are, sunscreen a little there's, <laughs> Basically, there's sun resistance. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so there you go. That's cool. SPF 50. No, it's uh, yeah, wow. certain items and, like, there's, there's wow. like, some kind of magic ring you can put on that boosts your sun resistance by 15. Yeah. So it takes a while. Like, you can go through large sunny patches longer before it starts to hurt you, things like that. Mm-hmm. But I mean, they're very forgiving. Like even the smallest little patch of shadow, like from a branch, if you, even if you're standing in that, like it's very forgiving. Like if you're kind of stuck, like I, there's even times when I was crossing a bridge and I didn't see any trees or shade mm-hmm. and I needed to get across. So I just kind of hugged the wall where there was a tiny little shadow and it kept me safe. Like I was just close enough to it that it was keeping me you know, it would um it would be very cool um and an homage to the Castlevania anime if there was an armor Tim that you could wear to help you with the sunlight. There probably is. I've only unlocked three armor sets so far. Um, from the research table, you can either find books dropped by enemies at random, which respawn. I think every you know cycle of the day they always respawn. Even the treasure chests and everything respawn. So it's all very randomized i think with what gets dropped and what's there um you can find these books that you can then take back and it's a recipe for some new item to craft or some new um whether it's a piece of gear or maybe just something for your castle or whatever um or you collect these just generalized papers 
and if once you get 50 of those it'll unlock a, a random recipe um the building is pretty fun it starts out with like a very basic wooden fortress and then over time you unlock the ability to take all the stones that you've mined just by like bashing rocks with your mace um and you can turn those into bricks and now you can create stone floors you can pick a design which looks pretty cool these big reinforced stone walls that have that you know vampire cathedral castle look to them and once you do that uh, then it actually puts a roof over top because at the beginning you don't have a roof mm. um and now you've got an actual legit like vampire castle and you're setting up all your different like very blood themed items throughout the ca- it just looks really cool it looks do, very much like do it. enemies attack the castle like do they come up so and just other players can i haven't had any I, I have had like a couple wolves that were biting at the wall for a minute okay that's about it <laughs> biting at the wall yeah like valheim <laughs> you'll, be, you'll be invaded in valheim right like you'll sure. get like a random event of invasion yep. of enemies yep. yeah. and this i haven't seen anything like that for pve i know in pvp you can you know defend or attack other castles yeah so, but um that but dude, it's it's a really cool little game. Like I, I love that it's got Valheim elements because it's the the way that they do leveling. There isn't really leveling, and the way that you do some building and unlocking of things, but also some I think pretty Diablo light, maybe even Torchlight if you played that game. A little bit like those kind of games where it's an action RPG in some ways, and I just I think it's really cool. But yes, there's two things that if you hate, you might hate this game. If you hate a lot of resource collecting, mm. that might wear on you. But thankfully, once you get into the groove of playing the game and just fighting enemies, so many resources drop, especially if you're fighting a big like uh, stone golem or something. He'll just trash trees all around you while you're battling. And mm. so you'll you'll pick up a ton of lumber that just way. like Valheim, right? The trolls, just like, the trolls, yeah, the yeah, trolls yeah. whacking at the trees. Exactly. Yeah. exactly. Yeah. Um, so but collecting resources, especially early on, is a bit of a chore. I don't mind it because I like that kind of stuff. I like the feeling of like. It's hard at first, and then you progress quickly. And next thing you know, you've got more than you know what to do with. So I, I, I'm okay with that pattern personally. Um, also, there is a lot of walking and or running, depending on if you have the right, you know, ability to morph into something yet. Um, but yeah, there there can be. They do have some warp points that you can discover, mm. but it's really strict on what you can travel with. And again, I, I understand what they're doing. They don't want you to. They want this yeah. to be a survival RPG where you like actually have to go out, adventure out, and then work your way back to your home base. Like, I understand what they're doing, and it also makes your castle location selection pretty important. I picked the spot kind of in the corner, which was dumb. I should have waited till I got farther to the middle, and I guess I could move it if I want to. I could dismantle everything and move it. Um, but you kind of want to be more centrally located so you can branch out and explore and then come back. Yeah. Um, so they're very strict. Like Almost any resource can't be taken through a teleporter. So... Um, I do. I did see that later on. There's a recipe I'll unlock that allows me to build my own teleporter. So I guess I'll, I'll be able to put one in my castle at some point, which will be nice. Um, but yeah. So if if the idea of doing lots of kind of traveling back over, you know, areas that you've been before, if that bothers you for some reason. But again, if you've played survival RPGs, that's not something you're not thinking about it that way. You're thinking about collecting resources, finding the right enemies, getting the right drops. You're thinking more about that. Um, but um, I don't think it's procedurally generated. I just think that the encounters with where enemies are, that stuff seems pretty random. Mm-hmm. You know, what what enemies spawn in certain bandit camps and stuff, that seems pretty random, other than the bosses. Um, but yeah, the map seems pretty set, from what I can tell. So, I, I'm loving this game, man. This game is a blast. It's a, I don't know that it's like the next Valheim or Elden Ring where I can't stop playing it, but it's one of those games that I'm like, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to put some time into this because I mean, build, building up your castle is really fun. The gargoyles, 
statues and all that stuff is really fun to decorate with and i, I just think it's cool for 20 bucks um yeah it's not that 20 not, bucks is a good price it's yeah. not a yeah anything to cry about so yeah it again has some of those elements of tediousness that some folks might might get turned off by but not me v rising you know that's right i'm all i'm all about that v rising so i'm yeah. pro that is i'm pro i'm pro v for sure yeah yeah no absolutely yeah especially when it's like around this area or another area that i won't want to display to you guys right now when the v's rising vampires, I'm rising. vampires. You know hey, what I'm is that v rising <laughs> when the yeah. v's rising i'm rising you know what i'm saying i understand why they called it that because that's exactly what's happening but it is a little strange and but they you know to, to their credit oh I, I meant to talk about real quick there's not a stamina system which can be a really frustrating element of a lot of these types of games where sure. you do too many things your stamina runs out instead it's all about the blood that you have which is actually a really cool mechanic they've built in so you have a little meter in the middle of the screen but kind of near your health and near what power what buffs you currently have it's a little blood meter it's like a little orb and it either fills up or drains based on how much blood you have and a lot of stuff costs blood like morphing into another animal costs blood or doing certain things healing yourself cost blood and then of course to get it back you need to feed so either an enemy needs to be weak enough you can feed on them or you know you can do it to an or, or there's rats or um hearts rats. as you as you defeat enemies they could drop a heart and you can just chomp on that to refill the blood what's cool about the system they've implemented is what enemy you feed on could give you a buff so if you find a wolf that had like all wolves have what's called creature blood and it'll actually say creature, but then there's a percentage beside it. And it's all very random, like every day it resets. And so you might run across a wolf that has 1% creature blood. That's going to give you a very minor buff. But you might run across one that has like 18% or like 30%. And that's going to maybe take you to the second tier of that buff, where not only are you moving faster, but now you're going to hit harder or something like Based on what you feed on, you'll get um, some buff for a while. As soon as you have to feed again or have to use a rat or a heart to refill that, you'll lose whatever that buff was. Because it's kind of like your most recent victim, essentially, fresh, is fresh blood. Yeah, is what is what gives you that. But I thought that was a really cool mechanic. They they didn't want to do a, a stamina meter, but there is a cooldown on a lot of your moves, and there's a limitation to you have to be careful about how much you do because of that little blood meter, which I thought was I thought was pretty cool. Yeah. So I like it, man. They've created some cool mechanics here, and they've done a, a really interesting mixture of of game genres that I am digging. So there Sweet. you go. As you Vamp. can see, the background. Vampires. Yeah, vampires. Vampires. So uh, that's the, I think that's all I got for this week. I don't have anything else in the notes. Anything I forgot that you guys want to cover? Maybe. How y'all doing? Y'all doing are you, okay? How, how are your how are you V's doing? doing? <laughs> Mine's pretty good. Okay. It's pretty yeah. good. Pretty gaping right now. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm immediately. I can. Uh, I'm sorry. I could tell you a story, a funny story about gaping V's if you want. No, but. I don't think we should. <laughs> yeah, I think we should forego that this week. Yeah. Maybe next week. Okay. Save or maybe after we stop week. recording. I'm a little curious, but also not curious. <laughs> <laughs> You're curious about the gaping V? <laughs> maybe they, they should have called it that V gaping. That would have been a more interesting. That would have been a different category of Steam games, I think. We're, we're all five years old. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, oh, that's it. Uh, Newsweek, oh. uh, new, news-wise, uh, uh, very happy Daredevil's coming back. Uh, to oh, Disney yeah, yeah, yeah. They did announce that. Yeah. It's a continuation of the Netflix show. Yeah. 
I don't think we would see this till 2023 at the earliest, but that's cool that it's happening. But I'm I'm happy it's official because I agreed that cast uh, deserves it. Yeah. Yep. As long as Foggy's a little bit less like you shouldn't do that. Like as long as he's a little bit less. And then he said, then he guilts him. You should do that. I I know. I know. Yeah. (laughs) He's such a flip flopper. Flip flop Foggy. Yeah. Other than that, keep all the rest of it. All right. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for being here. We'll see you next time. Bye. Ain't love until you poop on her. God damn.